0: You're wrong. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a different opinion. They're both
1: wrong.
2: inconceivable. In a world where laughter was king, on the edge of space. Limitless speed. Go. We get together. Have a few laughs.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Cinemasters podcast. I am Ron Avis. And I'm Adam Peterson. And we got a great show for you guys. Uh, Starting off the top of the show, we have the resolution or the conclusion of what you haven't seen that, where Adam will be discussing uh, French Connection and I will be discussing Bachelor Party. almost forgot. And uh, after that, we have our main event, which is going to be there will be music. At the the main event's going to be our 10 favorite movies that feature predominantly SNL cast members or, you know, alumni. You yes. don't have to be like current cast members, <clears throat> but alumni. And, you know, SNL has been around for like, what, nearly 40 almost years. years,
1: almost 50 years. now. Oh,
0: just about about a decade. Well, no, I don't a century. That's what I mean. A half a century. <laughs> I don't know what a decade is.
1: <laughs> I've seen enough of them. <laughs> I don't know what there's one There's a is. lot. Yes, yeah. there, there's a lot of Saturday
0: Night. Uh, and then we're going to conclude things with the uh, triumphant return of Who Played It Better, where we pick a movie for each other and challenge. It's a challenge. You do a challenge to see. If you can cast a better actor, actress for the roles that they are you know, were made famous by previously, by you know, for example, Silence of the Lambs, you like you got to recast Hannibal Lecter, and you chose David Tennant, David Tennant, Scrooge McDuck,
1: <clears throat> he's, or Doctor Who, if you watch that more, he's a he's a, a demon in the new Good Omen show. On is he really? He is. He is just a character actor. He's is he? a versatile son the of a gun. definition God. of a character actor. We
0: will not waste any more time. Because I, will. I would like to waste some time <laughs> talking about
1: other things.
0: So, anyways, like I said, we're gonna start off with What? Who played it better? Okay! It yeah. was timed really well. It was timed pretty good. I think I might have planned that out even. I think you did. I think so. And as yeah. I said at the top, uh, you're gonna be doing French Connection, and I'm gonna be doing Bachelor Party, the Tom Hanks 1984, I think is when it came out. I didn't write that down because I'm not very prepared. I think it was 1984. Early 80s, pre-superstardom, 84. Tom 84. Hanks,
1: basically. Because The Man with One Red Shoe came out in 1985. You always go to that, don't you? You can't go to Splash. No, nope. <laughs> The Man with One Red Shoe. You don't even go with some buddies? Nope. <sighs> the Man with One Red Shoe.
0: <sighs> so I guess we'll go ahead and start with Bachelor Party. Go for it. Um, so, right, Tom Hanks is pretty much the only notable actor uh, from that movie, it's uh, a notorious sex romp comedy that I'm here to tell you right now, doesn't it doesn't age very well. <laughs> I didn't think that it would. No. I was curious, but I uh, did not think that it would. I think, you know, it, it's a movie that a lot of other, like, uh, you know, more... it's It's been ripped off a lot. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, whether you want to talk about, like, a literal bachelor party ripoff, like, um, you know, with Leslie Chow and The Hangover... <clears throat> Uh, but more so even just uh, like, ap- like American Pie, like that kind of stuff. Like they, it, I think it all
1: owes a little bit to Porky's and Bachelor Party. Because they, they did an updated Bachelor Party. I know they did a sequel to it. Oh, they did. But I think they did an updated like a remake with nobody. I don't I remember anybody. But it was a few years ago. but
0: Not even Tom, Ch- <clears throat> Tom
1: Hanks. I said Tom Chanks. Tom Shanks. <laughs> we don't know what his middle name is. Could be. A, could start with a C. It could. Then it could be Tom C. Hanks. Tom C. Tom Hanks. Janks. It's Courtney. Tom Courtney. Tom Hanks. Courtney Hanks. We're on you, Tom. Tom Shanks. My
0: favorite Leslie. No, no thanks. Tom Hanks. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> I like that you could, if you uh, abbreviate his first name to just a letter, and then his last name is T. Hanks. Yeah. Looks like thanks. Yeah. He's a grateful kind of guy.
0: Well, isn't there? There's like a meme where. Tom is standing, and there's, like, a T, and then it hanks, and, like, the, the his head is covering up the O and the M, and he moves away, and it's like, oh, Tom Hanks. It's Tom
2: Hanks. Peter everything,
0: Griffin? Everything that guy says is hilarious. <laughs> I not ah. in this movie, though. He's not no. really that good. He's he's yet to kind of find himself. He's yet to find Penny Marshall, I think, is what the problem is. Um, and and I don't, Penny Marshall didn't do Splash, but it was another... Was it Gary Marshall or something? It It, it was a... You know, pretty famous director, I think. Yeah. did Splash. Um, I could look it up. You could look it up. I so I'll talk about over. Bachelor Party. So the movie starts out, I'm not even kidding. There, There's kind of a quick montage of all the rascals that are in, you know, the Tom Hanks friend party, his group of friends. And within like a few minutes, there is a scene where there's this really chesty... 80s babe, and she's taking her child. Like, this guy works at one of those like Olin Mill type places, like, you know, glamour shots. Glamour shots. And for whatever reason, like, the mom has like the deepest cleavage ever showing off her, you know, bosom, buddies, bosom. I don't know. There's probably not a connection there. There could be. (laughs) There could be, though. There could be. No, but so, like, you know, she's getting a picture of their kid, and the guy's like trying to trick her into getting in the picture and like showing off her boobs. And I'm not even kidding. When he notices her boobs, there's a sound effect that plays to the effect of
1: boom.
0: <laughs> and I knew then this is the kind of movie we're in for. This is really, really bad. And um, it's not to say it doesn't have some funny parts like the donkey scene, which is kind of the standout scene, I think, for uh, that people remember. I, you know, if you've seen Clerks 2, like Dante and Randall, like Dante... The whole the whole reason for you know, Kiki killing the sexy stuff is because apparently like they saw that movie when they were like, you know, kids and they couldn't, you know, they wanted to have their own experience from the TJ and, you know, sure up the woman. And, like, but there's like iconic scenes like the guy's going crazy and he like hits his head like, you know, with the bottle of liquor. And, you know, there, there's this jackass preppy who wants to well, let me let me get back to who the one of the reasons why this movie doesn't work. And I say that I I froze there because Jack jackass Preppy has he has it for um, the Tom Hanks's girlfriend, who is Tawny Catane. Who? She's the lead actress in this movie. And you guys would know Tawny basically being draped across the white snake's car in a music video. That's like what she's she that was her greatest performance
1: or America's Funniest People with Dave Collier. Draped across the hood of White
0: <laughs> car. No, she was fine in potato, that. Potato, potato. Yeah, potato, potato. Um, she, but, but she has no chemistry with Tom Hanks at all. Like, you know, Tani Katana is just like this really sexy thing, this actress that was in Playboy and stuff a lot. I mean, she was just a hot girl. And it's not to say that she was terrible, but she was kind of bad. And, you know, so right off the bat, like, we have to care about their relationship and we don't. And really, it's just a conduit. Like, you know, it's like the girlfriend of of um, <clears throat> was it Stu that was getting married and, and, you know, bachelor party or not bachelor party hangover. You know, he has his fiance, and like you don't even really care. Like, it doesn't really matter if they have a whole lot of chemistry because they're they're gone from that point. Oh, yeah. But Tawny Katane shows up a bunch in the movie. So she's kind of a vital part of the movie. Um A handful of times I laugh like there was this scene where the uh, girls were trying to catch the guys being bad because they had a hotel and they had learned that they were having like a real crazy bachelor party, even though Tom Hanks promised there wouldn't be any shenanigans or strippers. Um, And uh, so they end up at some well, they decide to go to a strip club themselves, like a Chippendales type place. And uh, Tom Hanks. Learns because his buddy is a bartender at the Chippendale, so he calls up. Him, he's like, "Hey, man, your your Fiat, your girlfriend's here, whatever." So they show up, and they're like, "Ah, we'll we'll teach those girls to try and have fun on their own." <laughs> Aha! It's lesson time. So they get this big guy to come up, and his name's Nick the Dick. <laughs> Do you remember this? Because you know, I remember you said you'd it's, seen it. It's been a long time. I, th- I think I know her. It has to be one of the first instances of a movie where, like, you know. There's a guy supposedly with a huge penis, and when he moves it and it hits something it makes this, like, great sound, like, indicating how heavy it is, I guess. So he he puts, like, a hot dog bun on a plate, like, like or, like, a tray. Like, like they would serve hot dogs at a Chippendales, like appetizers. It's
1: really weird. <laughs> we, have, we have a short menu, <laughs>
0: mostly hot dogs. Short being an oxymoron, because Nick the Dick, I mean, he was true to the task, I mean. So they put the bun, and then he plops his stuff in there, and, like, he walks out, and the joke is, like, you know, one of the girls is gonna, like, tug at it. And, like, a normal person would just see it and go, like, ah, (laughs) ah. But, like, she sees it, and then, like, for whatever reason, like, you know, she grabs it, and she's pulling it. So, like, Nick's kind of doing, like, this. And she's, like, screaming and freaking out, but she keeps tugging it. Like, who would do that? No human person would do that. (laughs) Like, she... It's it's she's she's appalled, but she also still really wants a hot dog, so if she just keeps pulling it. You know, it'll become a hot dog, I guess.
1: Some sort of like transformative magic. <laughs> I, I just I cannot. Picture imagine. picture this in your head, man. I cannot imagine any sequence of events <laughs> in anyone's <laughs> life ever where you would be in that much need for a hot dog. <laughs> ever. It's like a buck,
0: you know. Anywhere, just stop and get a hot dog. Uh, the movie <laughs> the movie's pretty terrible. Um, I, I can't say that I can recommend it. I can't even say that it's really all that important because there's been so many better movies since then. And, you know, if you're a Tom Hanks fan, which I am, everybody is, just skip this one. You'll be you'll, you'll be
1: disappointed at Tom Hanks after you see it. Just move on to The Man with One Red Shoe. Watch it again. You would move back to that, I guess. Watch it again.
0: No, no, just go get big or, or you know... Joe vs. versus the volcano. Get yourself any Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. Even you got mail. It's it a great be, movie. It's not bad. It's okay. So
1: it's, it's a remake of the Shop Around the Corner. The I TV know, star. right? That's a better movie, but I enjoy both of them. That's probably why they decided to remake it. People enjoy that movie. They named her her shop the Shop Around the Corner. Perfect. This is Chippendale's Star Attraction. Mister Nicholas, better known as Nick. The dick. Like
2: Victor the what? The dick. Hey! Oh! Ho
0: ho! I would like to move on to which I'm sure is much better movie in The French <laughs> Connection. The French Connection. <laughs> yeah. So what's that handsome devil Gene Hackman up to in The French Connection? Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider.
1: Oh, nice. Yes. Blue Thunder's Roy Scheider? Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, this is, and that was before. 19- I didn't say Jaws, like, yep. obviously his most don't, famous role. Don't all. go to Jaws. <laughs> um,
0: Sequest? Sequest! Sequest?
1: You know that Jonathan
0: Brandis kid killed yeah. himself. Yeah, I know, we brought that up once. We did. This is two episodes we brought you guys down with
1: suicide I'm news. gonna keep bringing him up. You should. By bringing everybody down. Go watch Sidekicks right now. Yeah. If you can find it. Pause this and go watch Sidekicks <laughs> with Jonathan Brandis, who is dead from suicide. <laughs> He took his own life. He did. Don't do that, kids. Don't. Don't. Do not. Do that. So, French Connection. French Connection. uh, 1971. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, before, really, either Gene Hackman or Roy Schneider was a household name. Uh, Jaws came out in 75. Uh, Mm. Gene Hackman really didn't. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So, this is, uh, it was the first R-rated film to win an Academy Award. One five. Wow! Three Golden Globe Globes did did really best well. Best Picture, Best Picture, Best nice. Director, Best nice. Actor. Uh, Roy Scheider was uh, nominated for Best um, Supporting Actor. Did not win, unfortunately. Hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, did did quite well. That um, was based on a true story. I did not know that. Really? Yes. What is um, the story? Uh, it is there, and it, it had been going on for quite some time. There was a, a huge drug smuggling ring that was coming coming in from France. Hence the French connection. Where does the movie take place? It takes place in New York City. Okay. Um, there Ooh, was grimy New York City. It, it, in the beginning, it goes back and forth between France and New York as okay. you're getting to know the the French mobsters. Which that's a term you don't ordinarily you don't hear, hear very that all and
0: often. Russian mobsters, triad, Italian. Yes, it's Italians sort of obviously. Italians are number one. Yeah. I didn't mean to slight them in any way. A gabacool!
1: <laughs> 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 I love the Gabagool. Michael Scott. I love me Michael Scott. Yes. Especially as a gangster. Um, but uh, so they're going Famously back to Famously plays a gangster in all of his He's movies. He's a great, I mean, he's, I mean. <laughs> really. He's a real tough guy. If they remade The Godfather, like they probably should, um, Shh, I would Don't ruin it. What if I picked Michael that for you? What if that's what I picked for then you? Then I'm already ahead of the okay, game. Okay, then you've Michael already done, Scott. you've already completed that check off your list. And he'll play every role. Every role, every role. It's a one-man like, Godfather. It'd show. be like the Godfather meets the Clumps kind of thing, where which would be an intro I bit. love that you picked the Clumps. The Clumps. I bypassed <laughs> the first one, straight to the Clumps. Straight to the Clumps. What's the best
0: usage of an actor playing many different roles in a movie? Like, what would um, like just it's an impromptu, put you on the spot. Doctor right Strange, now. Love Peter Weller. Okay, okay. Well, I haven't seen that, so I'm going to have to go with. Uh, Eddie meant. Murphy in Coming to America. <laughs> that was a good one too. I love him and every Eddie Murphy once again playing multiple characters. He to does up on. Maybe he doesn't play well with others,
1: so he's like, "Fine, I'll just be all the characters." Yeah, and me. that's fine because he's better at playing all the characters. <laughs> and it'll just, it'll just be me and and uh, Arsenio Hall.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, Arsenio Hall, man. I, he needs to come into it because there, there's been long rumor
1: to come there's, into America. I think they're making.
0: Yeah, they're so making I hope he's in it. I hope they're still best pals. I don't think he's doing much else. Well, that doesn't mean he's going to be in it. <laughs> he, could be, get he, he could be real petty towards Arsenio. Does <laughs> like, Eddie ever do the Arsenio Hall show? He must have. I would hope so. Right? He had to have. I would like to see that show come back. I would love that that show came back with him. Yeah. And they couldn't bring somebody else Like Arsenio Hall, starring Kevin Hart. That would be... (laughs) That would be amazing and confusing. Yes. And he wouldn't do that. That's beneath Kevin Hart now. He needs to be in a couple of rock bombs before
1: that happens. And he's not... Rock bottoms? There's not a lot that's beneath Kevin Hart. Because he's short. It was a short joke. (laughs) Oh! Oh. (laughs) But he's
0: got a lot more... I need a rim shot sound effect. I'll get that. I'll work on that. (laughs) Boots.
1: I'm sorry, so uh, back and forth between uh, France... France and, and New, New York. York. New York. <clears throat> and you got uh, uh, Popeye, which is Gene Hackman, that's his nickname. Popeye and Cloudy, those that's their nicknames. Um, I was and like, Robert Williams? The, um, <laughs> the actual police officers that they portrayed were on set every day for the aut- authenticity of the film. What I'm what I, in, in looking at... Um, Kind of the background information on the film I really enjoyed. They didn't secure permits for a lot of stuff. Like the car chase in that movie yeah. is one of the most iconic car chases. And oh it, yeah, it was just Gene Hackman driving like a crazy man. Not even a stunt man. No, not being towed, not being pulled, driving like a bat out of hell through the streets in well New he York. wasn't anybody yet then, right? So they didn't <clears> Gene <throat> Hackman could die in a car accident. And I mean they because they had most of most of the um, the extras. Who if would they, be in Welcome to Mooseport. I Can
0: don't you imagine know.
1: Imagine who would play that role. I don't know how, you, I mean, that would be a good, <laughs> you know, recasting. Like, I don't know how you, you'd stump me on that. Welcome to Mooseport. Well, you know, I can I shan't dare even think about that, possibly. I could recast Ray Romano in a
0: heartbeat. Um, Who could you recast Ray? Who else is like Ray Romano? Um, uh, you to <laughs> like, I, don't, I can't
1: do a Ray you Romano. Could, you could literally get anyone. <laughs> okay, okay. You could get a garbage man.
0: Just uh, like a garbage man on Quaaludes? Yep. Boom. Alright, anyway, sorry, I, I keep
1: interrupting you. No, it's fine. Okay. It's a discussion. It is. We're, we're, we, it's an
0: interruption, actually. Sorry. It's an interruption. Pardon <laughs> the interruption. That's another show. Wait, we should take that title. Uh, we should use that.
2: Uh, um, our but, listeners don't
0: watch sports. They no. would not have a clue. Sports. Sports!
1: <laughs> <sighs> and boom goes the dynamite. Thuy and Pishaw.
0: That's <laughs> what I say to that. That would be your catchphrase. Yes. Fooey and pishaw. That's that's what that, when a that's guy awesome strikes one. out. When he when a, Fooey when a, and a when like Randy Johnson shuts a guy down with a strikeout.
1: Fooey and pishaw. <laughs> Strike three. Fooey and pishaw. Devant twirl the mustache. That would be awesome.
0: The interruption's completed. We're going to get through this We will get there. You politely sat there and listened to everything I had to say about the crappy bachelor party movie. There's there's not a lot of (laughs) interjecting about that. No, not really. Uh, It was shitty. It was. And it was was. really not woke. Well, you know, I don't even say it was woke because it's not like there was a lot of racism or, you know, uh, uh, degrading of women. Other than the boom. That was kind of degrading, I guess. That's just degrading the
1: people.
0: Yeah, the people in general. But no, the French Connection, Nobody, where Gene Hackman's not degrading anybody except no. driving like a bat out of hell.
1: He, yeah, they're... Um, no permits. They didn't get permits for a lot of guerrilla filmmaking they, right they, there. And that was William Friedkin, also directed The Exorcist. And another little film you might be familiar with, Blue Chips. Nope. Starring Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, he directed that. He directed Blue Chips. <laughs> I love Blue Nick Chips. Nick Nolte actually. And, St- and 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 Shaquille O'Neal. He likes casting ugly guys for like his main role. Yes, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte is an ugly it's guy. It's like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing with Nick Nolte and Shaquille
0: O'Neal. He was like People Magazine's sexiest person here. It's like this is rigged. Nick Nolte. You've seen the like, you know, the 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 photo, the police photo with the hair, the crazy hair. hair. Whereas like I'm like, is that is that Gary Busey or is that Nick Nolte? Because I can't tell, I cannot tell. Want to put him
1: up side by side. (laughs) Nick Nolte is he's in that new Angel Has Fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of okay with it, but I'm okay with it. I like like Nick Nolte. Nolte. Yeah, he's rough. I like him in Warriors.
0: He He was great in that. He
1: was great. He was good.
0: played the dad he played the the just the alcoholic shit dad which yeah. you know i can buy hey But that was a stretch for him <laughs> no, probably probably an excellent
2: i can father. really relate to
0: this role can <laughs> he's probably a great dad sent all of his kids to good schools went to every single function recital game we're just throwing them under the bus yeah that's what we do you know, here we throw, throw people
1: arbitrarily under the bus
0: arbitrarily under the bus
1: the podcast why not Arbitrarily under the bus. We have renamed <laughs> our podcast like three or four times a day. Oh, They're all man. Great. You remember that time Nick Nolte got it out under his hands and knees and blew a mule? <laughs> I do. I do. I, do I have it on VHS. Do you know?
0: <laughs> oh, VHS. What did you record it on?
1: One of those big cameras. Oh, Okay.
0: Big... One of those like Bob Saget, yeah. funniest home video <laughs>
1: deals. Yep. Well you were your family was rich. Yeah, anyway. We were super rich. Super wealthy. Super ultra wealthy. Yeah.
0: That's a level of wealth that I will never achieve. <laughs> I'm not I'm not there. No not not yet. There.
1: Ah, digressing now. All right, let's get through this thing. All right. So uh, there are drugs coming into the um, to the America. To the America. Um and uh of the United States. These these two these two police officers, they're narcotics officers. Mm-hmm. They stumble upon this 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 plot to bring these drugs into America. And so they um, in, in real life, this has been going on for decades, and so... Uh, okay. Uh, the, in the f- 60s? Yes. Okay. Um, I think it started in, I want to say, like, the 40s. Okay. Um, I was trying to do a little bit of research on it, but... <clears> the and decades are 10 years. Decades Learn from the top of the show. We have learned <laughs> the length of a decade. <laughs> uh, we century is through. 10, right? Century is 1,000. Oh, damn it. It's 1,000 billion. Uh, okay. Um, All right, you know, let's go. Let's go. And so these two, these two police officers. Mm-hmm. There's, I've, I've heard a lot of actual police officers say that this is one of their favorite cop movies, and I can see it's, it's one of those when you, if you watch it just through the lens of like a 2000 and later cop movie. Yeah. It's, it's hard to because we're so accustomed to explosions and massive gunfights and you know all these special effects and yeah. all, all this kind of padding to the, to the to a cop movie right but these guys like it, this one i think is really fairly true and uh, that was what they were really going for that's what uh, Friedkin, when he was directing he wanted to, he, uh, if they weren't one of the principal actors i think everybody was an off-duty cop and i think most if not all of them were police officers that actually worked in some form or fashion on the actual case so they were familiar with what was going on <clears throat> and they're i mean everything they're doing they're filming in the subway. I mean, all of the all of the people that are not involved in the shoot, the people that are just walking down the streets, just regular New Yorkers that have no idea anything's going on. They weren't shutting down a traffic. Different time back in the day. <sighs> yeah, they no, just, Nobody got fuzzed out. No, nope, they were. Um, <laughs> there was even there was even one in, in the police chase because they had they had several cars set up where they were gonna have yeah. near misses or slight crashes, um, and there was one where a guy pulls out and Gene Hackman actually hit him and that wasn't planned it was just a guy that was driving and he hit him <laughs> and kept driving and then he stuck his head out the window like if you hit my car you consent to be in this movie <laughs> so it was, it was it was like taking all that into consideration it was like yeah. it was it was pretty pretty cool to see and it's i mean it's highly i mean i think it's, it's got like an 8 point something you know on on imdb 94% yeah. metacritic i mean just everybody it's probably one of those top 100 movies on every yeah. list it's and it, it really I mean it really was I like that you're going back into I, the 60s and uh, this was 71 yeah decade. I don't, but it was as I was watching it and because uh, the last one I did was Midnight Cowboy they stylistically the I mean just the the technology I mean it was they felt very similar I mean mm. Midnight Cowboy was 1969 this is 71 so you have that first couple years of a new decade you're kind of trailing off of whatever's popular in the last decade. So there wasn't a lot of difference. It wasn't into that full 70s kind of perspective. But it was – I appreciated all of the effort. Um, It it really comes through. I mean, for your casual observer that's going to watch the movie and not you know, investigate all these things and know these things, they come through in a very comprehensive – um, stylistically pleasing way that makes it you know it's a movie that's nearly 50 years old at this point point. and I would say it, it is probably one of the greatest cop movies of all time and right. it, it, it does hold up well and it, it's deserving of the accolades that it got and it Nearly fifty years later, still very, very easy to watch, very easy to follow. They did make a sequel, which was fabricated. Um, there was no okay, so there was no true <laughs> story to, to, to no, there was out. no uh, actuality to the uh, to the sequel. It was just Billy uh, like, reading the papers like,
0: man, none of these crimes are very interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he goes to France in the second one. He's kind of a fish out of water because he's like, I'm used to New York, and I think they just had Gene Hackman in it. So gotcha. it was. It, I think it's a, like a six point eight on uh, IMDb, but it was not. Not yeah, as, so still, still good, still a solid film. Yeah, uh, but think uh, you'll seek it out now that you've seen the original. I, I may check it out just out of curiosity to see what the the direction they took. I don't know Friedkin. I don't think he directed the sequel. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll be curious to see what kind of changes, but uh, it it may be one. I do, I do highly recommend French. I cartoons. liked learning that he was the director of The Exorcist. Yeah, and, and, and blue
0: chips,
1: obviously blue chips, his signature movie. And he, he's, he's. I mean, he directed. Uh, Bug, in I think 2008. Oh, with Ashley with Judd. With Ashley Judd and yeah. Killer Joe in 2011. He disappeared, man. He was. It's funny. He was like seeing. you know, He's been directing stuff since like the 60s. Yeah. All the way up till 2011. So he's been. He's been around. For, he doesn't have a lot of directing credits, but he's. And he kind of bounces around a little bit. But it's like. I remember uh, when Bug came out, they were really touting that, you know, yeah. like oh, from the from the from
0: the director of the Exorcist. the Exorcist. And there were a lot of Exorcist sequels hitting, and then you're just like.
1: Oh, okay. Well, maybe this would be worthwhile, and Bug really wasn't. No, it was not. It wasn't that good. <laughs> and honestly, like I think people, I think people give The Exorcist a little bit too much credit. Um, I think it's one of the most hilarious horror movies of all time.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I it still scares me. Like part of it too is it's been just lampooned and and you know parodied so often, uh, but. If, if you catch it like late at night with no parental figures at home and you were relatively young um it was scary to me i mean i remember watching that from like the hallway of the tv like i wasn't even in the room like i was watching it from the hallway like i could get a head start like the tv was gonna come to life and shit was gonna get to me and i mean can and, and also it must have been terrifying to people who went to see it in movie theaters who had no nothing to take the no edge primary, off of it yeah. there was like no They're comedic there. element to it you were just
1: like watching this thing that supposedly happened and uh you know i do i do like there's a, there's a part in in the exorcist where the uh detective he's interviewing ellen burston um the mom and he's asking her on the day uh, that the guy died <clears> he <throat> was asking you, just like you know, basically trying to find out if anybody the else, real guy, yeah, the, yeah. Had, had anybody been in the house. You know, did you did you get it? Did you get any uh, food deliveries? Did you get any laundry deliveries? Did you get any packages? And he goes through this whole line of questioning. And I don't know why it struck me as funny as it was. He starts off, "Did you get any packages that day?" And he goes through a number of things, and then he says, "Did you get any packages?" He asks that again. Oh, really? And that's what <laughs> I was like. It just struck me as funny. She's cause, lying. Because I was sitting there <laughs> and I was like. Why would you ask that same question? I mean, it was like it wasn't like ten minutes ago. It was like literally like forty-five seconds ago. Yeah. You asked, "Did you get any packages?" And I'm like, and this well, was is he winking?" Sp- like, this is scripted. Did you get any packages? <laughs> that would have been a very odd <laughs> turn for
2: the yeah. film. It's like, <laughs>
0: it's like, well, I can't believe they left that in the movie. Say, did you receive any packages? Wink. <laughs> For you audio only listeners, I was thrusting yes. my pelvis. There was pelvic forward. thrusting. Indicating you know I mean. that he was a porno man. Yes. <laughs> that it, like was a porno man. A porno man. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say porno man. I love the way that sounds. That, that's a t shirt. <laughs> that's a t shirt. Uh, porno man. Porno man. Brian <laughs> <laughs> Porno man. That's you. No, I gyric thrusting. I will defeat you with my invisible. Yeah, never Wherever, uh, whatever. Whatever's coming up. I don't know. That. Like I made. A, I, I, de- I. definitely did a hump right here, like a big ass, like right there. <laughs> you notice the arch? Uh, <laughs> I think you're still stuck in the club. Ron, Ron's an
1: ass man. <laughs> I've had Kramer. no drinks. Ron and Kramer.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do what now? <laughs> that would be. That would be a great movie, The Ass Man. The Ass
0: Man. You okay. and 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 Kramer. Is it The Ass Man cometh? Was that, a, was that a thing? People leave a comment if that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, if that's a thing. <laughs> in any capacity. No, no, the ass man was just from the license plate, yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, so
1: recommend? Yes, I highly recommend. It's a great, great film. All right, let's, let's, let's speed away from this accident. Let's run quickly away from this.
2: <laughs> you took off your shoes, put your finger between your toes, and pick your feet, didn't you? That's that! Yes! All right, you want to shield my partner. You know what that means? God damn it!
1: All went wrong, i got to listen to him gripe about his bowling scores. Now, I'm going to bust your ass for those three bags, and I'm going to nail you for picking your feet and for Pepsi.
0: And let's instead get into...
1: Michael Buffer. Oh, why am I so soft?
0: Let's get ready to rumble! That's weak sauce. How's this?
2: Welcome to
0: the main event. It's better. It's better. Okay, everybody, the main event time.
1: Just kind of dropped out of that.
0: Okay, y'all ready for this? We're doing our
1: own sound effects.
0: That was just not meant to happen. That's what we do here. This is the 10 movies, our 10 favorite movies, featuring SNL alum, former or current. I suppose maybe some of these movies could have a current cast member, though I don't think they Kate McKinnon. She could. Okay, yeah, Kate McKinnon could definitely be in there. And isn't Chris Hammond the current Don Pardo of SNL?
1: Oh, yes, Uh, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond, yeah, yeah, Yeah. sorry.
0: so He he could very well be in some of these movies. He could be. I don't don't think so, but he might. So that's the rule. Um, We didn't really talk about, like, setting parameters or boundaries, but, like, you said, like, all of your movies have three or
1: more. As as long as it has at least three SNL alum.
0: For me, the way I said it was, as long as there's two and those two people are featured prominently in the movie, uh, I will accept it. Hopefully you will allow it as well. I will allow it. Okay. I will allow it. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna go back and forth. These are not ranked, uh, although you may have
1: ranked them. I and, purposely did not. Okay. I have, I have okay. a long list of, of so we can we can do ten unique. So we don't unique. have overlook. New York. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> was that in the second one? That was in the first one. That was in the first one? It was. Oh my gosh.
0: I feel like they went a little nuts with the second one.
2: you <laughs> say <laughs> <laughs> saw my peepee. <laughs> are,
0: you saying, are you saying they saw your peepee? <laughs> I love how that lingered uncomfortably. Oh, it was so good, so good. Oh, I love it. Me some <laughs> will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell's the best. Didn't used to always think so, but mm. I was categorically wrong early on. He's wonderful. Okay, uh, so you will get to go first since okay. I went first with for the it. bachelor okay. party. Okay. Well, this is Dude, it's 38 minutes, and we're now we're 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 just like plowing wow. straight through, man. Wow! We did not do badly. Wow! 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 wow. Pow! Pow! Wow! Oh, I was trying to do oh. like Owen Wilson. That's, uh, I like that's trying," doing. but it, it didn't sound good. How think it, it worked? Wow!
2: <laughs> pow! <laughs> pow!
0: Pow! <laughs> pow! <laughs> okay, so the first movie for you. What's um, it going to be? And we each have some additionals just
1: in case there is some overlap let's see i'm i'm gonna go ahead um i'm gonna come i'm gonna come charging out of the gates this one probably if i would have ranked them would have been super high for me but i want to go ahead and make sure i know they would make the list either Ooh, you're gonna cut me off go ahead (sighs) i'm gonna go tommy boy tommy boy
0: Boy. yeah that's that was one pick movie that i picked as well so uh the cast members for tommy boy include chris farley david spade and dan Aykroyd. there's your three um I mean, what can you say about Tommy Boy, man? It's so good. It's Chris Farley's opus.
1: Is Yeah, it is the best Chris Farley film, bar none. Easily. Yeah. Um, it, it's his, you know, Rosebud. Yeah. <laughs> Every, Citizen Kane. Everything right. about them. Because I, honestly, I think it's probably, you know, David Spade obviously has had a longer career, but I don't know. There's been, I mean, he's had, I mean, the first Joe Dirt had its moments, Dickie Roberts had his moments. Yeah. But I don't, I mean. Oh, David Spade owes his career to Tommy Boy and Chris he, Farley. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Without Richard from um from Tommy Boy. Yeah. I don't know that there is a David Spade. And David Spade did to his credit kind of reinvent his career
0: to go from that preppy kind of, you know, like little shit from like PCU, like those yeah. kinds of roles, to sort of the sleazy, like sex pot yeah. kind of rocker guy. Like yeah. he really changed I'm, his He did his that image. well. He did, he did. It wasn't bad. He it played like sports did he did i like david spade a lot I think he's his really stand-up funny. is pretty solid i um, like to stand up yeah his stand-up is pretty great um so tommy boy uh dan Aykroyd. what do you what do you got to say about dan Aykroyd? who's <sighs> kind uh, of always
1: been hit or miss since the 80s he um you know uh now i'm um zelinski uh the yeah he was yeah. like the the rival the uh, auto parts king r- yeah the auto parts i make king. car parts for the american working man because that's who i am and that's who i care about <laughs> That was the uh, that was the ad that, that he plays constantly ad. around the around the clock locally. Um, I, I liked him; I thought he was good. I, I, I the whole I mean, you got Brian Dennehy, Rob Lowe, um, Bo Derek um, filling in some of the you know the other. Isn't roles. Brian
0: Dennehy as like Chris Farley's dad just perfect? That,
1: that worked so well. I mean, that was <laughs> A stroke of genius. Oh my goodness, that was that was great casting. And then you know, they had, a, I mean, the great supporting cast people that you never really saw in anything else, or we wouldn't necessarily know from. Yeah,
0: like his love interest.
1: Who is that again? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this stuff up <sighs> on IMDb while you you talk you talk about talk glowingly about Tommy Boy. Uh, I mean, it's just you know, Chris. I I, I think what it was what was really great about it is, you know, Saturday, a, a lot of these. I mean, especially that cast. You know, Sandler, Farley, Spade, um, McDonald, um, Tim Meadows, all the uh, the. Um, early to mid '90s, before the Will Ferrell, Sherry Ottery, mm-hmm. you know that whole cast kind of moved in. You had this transition from. The John Lovitz, uh, Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, all, all those guys. You had kind of this middle transition where they came in on the front end, on the back end of these big names. They had their moment to shine, and then everybody kind of moved on. Tim Meadows lingered in with the new cast a little bit.
0: And from what I understand, he was post. It was assumed that he was going to go out with that whole <clears throat> group of uh, actors,
1: but he, yeah, he did he linger for around, quite a he while. He stuck around for a good long while. Yeah. And, uh, he's he's really come into his own. He's played bit roles here and there. I know we talk, uh, pop star. he was fantastic in that. I've, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. I like him on uh, the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. He's, he's great. great. He's great. great on there. Yep. But, um, you know, you, you had these guys that really just, I mean, Spade and Farley and Sandler and, I mean, these guys just ruled the box office in the 90s. Yeah. And Tommy Boy was just such, I mean, like you can watch Tommy Boy over and over and over. Can I give one more quick yes? Uh, shout-out for
0: what uh, 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 we were just talking about... Um Jonathan is being dead no, from suicide. Can I give another quick shout out to his suicide? <laughs> to, to, to John from how dare suicide. you, sir? No, uh, we, we were talking about uh, why, why am I like drawing a blank, ladies man? You know, like Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, thank you. God, you see how my brain just locks right. up. All
1: right.
2: It's all right. You were I, thinking It just of freezes brain. up.
0: No, one of my favorite roles of his in understated roles was like in Dewey Cox.
1: Yes. Well, I, I, I no lo- Dewey
0: you don't want this it makes you feel good and you have sex and it makes the sex feel great oh is it addictive not at all <laughs> i'm pretty sure i think i want it
1: no dewey no <laughs> i love tim
0: meadows in that but anyway sorry uh, no. back to so yeah peter seagal directed that and he's yes. in case you were curious he did naked gun 33 and a third my fellow americans um uh, t- t- nutty Professor, too. He did the clumps. He did the clumps. So you can thank him for that. Full circle. Anger Management, 51st Days, The Longest Yard. Gets some, like some Adam Sandler stuff. He,
1: yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's a him and Sandler connection. He did
0: the grudge match that Robert De Niro. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, who was the other? Was it Peter, Sylvester Stallone? Sylvester yeah. Stallone, That yeah. wasn't bad, actually. That was kind of an enjoyable. Surprisingly. Yep. Anyway, so that that's just to let you know what other stuff he's uh, done in the past. Um... Hey. I, there, it has a really like Rob Lowe yeah. is great in that too. Like I really enjoyed him in that. I
1: like it when he plays like a villainous type character, real jerky kind of. I mean, he he does. A, it's it's funny having seen him in Parks and Rec play such an upbeat positive yes. character. Like you really get a sense when you when you think of all the things Rob Lowe's done, he's got quite a bit of range.
0: Yeah, he really does. He's not just the guy who has sex with underage girls. No,
1: that's not. <laughs> It's not his legacy. If that's the only thing you're gonna credit with him, him with, that you're wrong. You're dead wrong.
0: But yeah, Bo Derek, I mean, I,
1: I was really not familiar. Julie Warner, that
0: was the girl. The girl, yeah. Yeah, that was the girl that was like the love interest of Tommy. You know, real sweet girl, you know, like perfect for Tommy. You're like who you're and you're watching this, you're like, who would wanna be in a relationship with this guy? He's lovable for sure, but he's just a he's just a
1: hurricane that just blows through your life and I think you know I think all of the things that I've watched from guys that knew Farley and all the people talk about Farley I feel like this is probably the closest that you would get to like this is just Chris Farley being Chris Farley yeah it's like and I think that's why it felt so good because everything else he did like Black Sheep they were trying to make Tommy Boy again yeah. and they were forcing it so it works in a lot of ways but it was it, there were some
0: there were some struggles behind yeah. the scenes too that made that movie not so enjoyable for the people that making the movie and uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, oh, terrible. It was not good. I, um, I couldn't stand his hair in that movie. It's, no. But a um, lot of really funny one-liners, oh, and my like goodness. quotes from Tommy Boy, um, I, and, and little silly stuff too. Like I just love the part where they're like getting gas, and he's moving the car, and he just like rips the door off. What'd you do? <laughs> but he tries to put it back like a kid would do. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? <laughs> Or that poor car takes a beating in that it movie. It really does. David Spade's prized possession. Like, I love the part where he's, like, eating, like, peanut M&Ms, and, like, <clears> they roll down
1: the, the dashboard. It's when, when you think about it, it's it's essentially planes, trains, and automobiles. It, yeah. Updated. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's when I was like, what's good about it is it stands on its own. Like, you wouldn't just say, oh, this is just Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with a couple of different guys.
0: It's not like, well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was, like, mostly on the road. Like, I feel like they were like, we got these two funny guys. Let's, and I like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Let's. There's, like, a little 20-minute section of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it feels like, with, like, you know, where they're in the car and they're trying to save the company. And, you know, like, that's where it was the best. That's where it was (sighs) just David Spade and and Chris Farley playing off of one another. In the hotel room, you know, like knocking on the door, pretending to be room service. I mean, I, it's just hilarious stuff. Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Probably the most famous quote from the movie, This most famous bit that just makes everybody laugh, including Adam Sandler. Did you uh, eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? No.
2: <laughs>
0: Shut up. <laughs> I love the way he would react. To that, you know? He's like, hey, you just, you know, what? you graduated and it only took you eight years. And I forget, like... Tommy says something and he goes, "Yeah, a lot, called- a lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. They're called doctors. That is like the best spade line. Oh. I think I just love that line. It was like it encapsulated all of his smarminess right there. <laughs> Did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, Tommy Boy was great. It and it, you know, we thought it might be the launching pad." that the same launching pad that a year ago was Happy Gilmore for Adam Sandler. You yep. just assumed that they would have similar trajectories and, and you know, he would have a movie career for twenty years. You just thought you know, unfortunately he had his demons and he, you know, just Farley
1: didn't. left us way too early. He
0: left us way too early and I have a feeling he's gonna show up again in this list. You know, maybe not as the headlining star, but he'll he's gonna show up again. I have him in some in at least one other thing. Chris Farley is just one of the funniest human beings. Ever. And, yeah. you know, I, I love that there was such a good partnership between Spade and Farley because, you know, F- Spade has said a number of times that, like, Chris Farley couldn't write his own stuff. No. Like, David Spade, and, well, anybody can write things for Chris. Like, he could just show up and nail whatever anybody wrote for him. But, you know, David Spade, the only reason he, again, like, he, he owed so much to Chris Farley he knew, he recognized early on that he was like, if I'm gonna get on SNL, if I'm gonna have bits, if I'm gonna have a career, I need to I need to buddy up with this guy somehow. And I need to be the the nerdy, skinny little guy to his big hulk like, you know, man child, you know, fat guy basically. Yeah. And it was a great it was it was brilliant. And David Spade could write and they, you know, they they did good stuff together.
1: And I mean Farley I was I was watching an interview with um, uh, Dana Carvey the other day, and he was talking about a sketch that he was doing with uh, Sandler um, when they were and Farley was in it too. Farley just had one line, <laughs> <clears throat> and they were they were doing the the pepper. They were waiters and they were doing the pepper, and it was this very overly sexualized. Um, where you know he's like, "Oh, you like it the pepper?" Yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, he Sandler's supposed to come over and do the pepper for Farley, and he's very timid. He's like, oh, you, you want the pepper? You know, and he's doing his Sandler, really timid kind of guy. And uh, Farley's just supposed to say, well, thank you, pepper boy. And he just he just transforms. He's got this big beard. He's like, "Well, thank you, <laughs> Pepper Boy." And he just I mean, just and he ad- adlibs a couple more lines. Oh um, man, I bet Adam Sandler lost oh, it. Harvey <laughs> Car- 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 <laughs> in, in the character's voice, like, "I don't break." You know, he's trying. He's like, "No." He's like, "This this whole bit is going to be classic." If you keep it together. If so you, Dana and Adam are like the pepper yeah, guys. They were the okay, pepper okay. guys. Okay, okay, so and he was standing there. And that, I mean, that was just Why, funny.
2: thank you. Why, thank you,
1: pepper boy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, just and that was the thing about Farley. Farley I wonder just, how Lord Michael's. you must have loved him because he was so good for the show. But he was. I mean, like Farley was just. He was one of those guys. He'll go down as one of the, the SNL greats. Yeah, and he, I mean, he doesn't have an illustrious film career. He doesn't have no, a lot of great. But not things. a lot of SNL guys do no. really. I mean, it's it's kind
0: of a. It, it launched a, f- a handful of careers, most certainly, but it's becoming less and less the norm nowadays yep. like not a lot of actors no. i think most of them are just going into tv and not film if you've noticed i mean like bill yep. hader now does barry and, yep um you know I-, I know like bobby moynihan has done some he tv show stuff yeah the show on cbs and he he voices one of the ducks from ducktales oh that's right yep and, um and then when Kate McKinnon eventually says goodbye wherever wherever she goes, I wonder if she'll just get, like, a Netflix show or something.
1: might be best off just yeah. to do that. She, because it's, she's, she's been in movies. She's been in movies, and she she can hold her own. I don't know that she could be a, a leading vehicle for something. Yeah. I think she would always be a really good – I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I There's a part of me that thinks that the days of, like – You know, uh, of a of a Tommy Boy, where you have two guys from SNL that are just running a movie, or a Billy Madison, or I mean, a number of other films where it's like, this was where a character from Zarin Alive directly translates to a movie. Oh, those days Uh, are long gone. It's like that they don't do characters. Nobody wants to do
0: like those comedies anymore. Like everything has to be like a sequel, prequel, or remake. So. This I mean, but she's a
1: scene stealer, you yeah. know, like she's like the one that comes in and just says does something hilarious and, yeah, then and disappears. She, she even just look into the camera with some kind of look and yeah. just get the crowd going. So she's got charisma. She's, she's got. the superstar of the current te- yeah. cast. I, I like her and Cicely. Uh, is it Tyson? Cicely Strong. Strong. Yes.
0: Cicely Tyson. That is a person. Yes. It's probably a person. It's got to be a person. know. Yeah. <laughs> Cicely Strong is really funny too. I'd like to see something with the you know, like only Yeah, she would. I I don't well, know. Well, she was in a movie um, that it featured a lot of SNL members too. It was, it was. It, it takes place in uh, Staten Island or something. Like they work at a pool, and uh, it, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. She was in the Ghostbusters remake too. That's right. She played like the uh, the mayor's like right hand lady yep. or whatever. She's pretty funny in that too um okay so totally. yeah that's that's our totally first boy. pick
1: i'm
2: ready hey does this suit make me look fat no 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 your face does okay let's check you out all right <laughs> it's a clip huh <laughs> are you sure <laughs> all right now it's sale time so remember we don't take no no shit from anyone
0: uh, so my first pick is going to be oh boy it's like i'm um, it's like the draft You know, I have so many great ones to choose from. It's hard. Mm, I'm going to have to take, um, I have to take Hot Rod. (laughs) I have to, man, because it's such an underrated. It really is. underappreciated and overlooked movie. Uh, It, of course, has Andy Samberg, Bill Hader, and Chris Parnell. That's your uh, SNL alums. Yep. And, uh, and, and, um what's the other one of the other guys from lonely island uh the who stars oh Islam. jorma to jorma i think was a writer on snl i think he was yeah uh, not a cast member but i think he pretty pretty sure he was a writer so you could kind of toss him in there if you wanted to uh but you put those guys in with you know people like uh danny mcbride who could easily have been an snl like oh, cast yeah. member you know he if if you would not it would not surprise me if he came up to like the groundlings or something yeah uh, and you have this like perfect storm of a cast, just a hilarious movie. And you throw Isla Fisher in as well, who's just one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Has to be if she's gonna like live with, you know, Borat. I yeah. <laughs> just call him by his character, most famous character. Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's G. Del- yeah, Ali G. Never did get that. That wasn't for me. Allie G wasn't for me. I'm a poet. And you didn't even know it. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I mean, you know, obviously there's the, you know, you know, there there was the one scene that everybody's familiar with.
2: Goodbye. Babe, wait. Babe, wait. Babe, wait. Babe! Babe, wait! Babe! 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 Babe, wait! Babe, no! Babe, no! Babe, no! Babe!
0: So if you're playing at home and you heard me say Hot Rod you're, and then you had right around the 50-minute 50 mark, 52, 53-minute mark, you're the winner. Bing pot. Um, but there's so many other hilarious moments. Like, I, I was just trying to think of you know, what parts I like the most, and it's impossible because just like scene to scene to scene is just this quote, in, insanely quotable,
1: hilarious and thing that happens. Sissy Spacek and Ian McShane. Yeah, be I mean, two solid, real... I mean, like, it would not be hard for Andy. Real Samberg. actors. Yeah, it's yeah. like Andy Samberg and his buddies to get around and do silly, stupid stuff. Yeah. Totally easy. But, like, Sissy Spacek and Ian McShane jump in the mix? Like, that, I think just... I think that validifies it.
0: It kind of does. You know what I just decided? Any movie that you've seen that I've seen, I'm just going to designate you team captain for, like, summarizing a movie. <laughs> Some, because you're just better at it than I am.
1: Summarize <laughs> Hot Rod for me right now. Go. Hot Rod is... A guy on a motorbike needs to save his stepdad. It's like half a motorbike. It's a half a motorbike. A guy in half motorbike. Uh-huh. He's a stuntman, mm-hmm. and he uh, needs to save his stepdad, who needs a heart for fifty thousand dollars. So he has to do a big stunt, and he get, he does the big stunt. And that stunt went, won them a conveniently, <laughs> conveniently numbered fifty thousand dollars for a heart transplant.
0: Right. That that's basically the movie. So it, every every scene is just a, to highlight how ridiculous this plot even is. You know, he does all these, like, amateur stunts, whether it be they throw him into a pool at a kid's party and he's supposed to escape. Yeah, Ring the bell <laughs> it's just silly stuff and then of course he goes like you know heart of an eagle or whatever <laughs> you like mind of a dolphin i
1: can't remember what it was but yeah he's like looking at each one of the creatures above him pretty funny i love i love i i like i just sit there and i laugh like an idiot yeah every time i watch the scene where he's doing his his dance fighting and then he jumps and he goes tumbling down the hill and oh, yeah. for like two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, that and was the scene so where it was gratuitous. like the Kevin Bacon from Footloose yes. kind of scene.
0: It is There's so... a pummel horse for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it is like when he's falling down the hill, it is so gratuitous and it lasts so long. Yes. But I feel like that's one of the key elements of Andy Samberg's sense of humor. Yeah. It's just like, prolonging how, things. how long can I yeah. stretch this to where like you almost feel awkward that you're still laughing. And I love that
0: i cannot get enough of that uh danny mcbride is the secret mvp of this movie it, it's uh it's the movie that i discovered him uh, i know that he was in a movie called foot fist way which is enjoyable if you know especially if you're like a danny mcbride fan like i am and he's just really come into his own yeah. in the last you know five years or so uh he's just a real creative force with a very distinct sense of humor nobody else there are liking i mean nobody even comes close to like what he's doing and uh, hit Rico, the guy who builds yep. the ramps. Like, <laughs> I love it when like Andy decides to quit, and Rico's just so upset, and he's he's always wearing like that sleeveless t-shirt and crap. He's like, "Who am I going to build ramps for now?" <laughs> Tell me who. <laughs> this is just, like per like every scene feels like everyone just ad lib the hell out of the movie. And
1: uh, I, I I love when you know he comes to- <laughs> after Rod crashes his luge into the side of the. Yes. The guy who comes out, what the
0: hell's going on? Somebody's going to get their dick punched.
1: <laughs> and he just blows up. He, he just does? explodes into this guy and just <laughs> kicks. It's a good exa- good description of he explodes. Oh. It's like, you're going to wake the demons in me. <laughs> I go to church every goddamn Sunday. You're going to bring the demons out of me? Oh, I drink green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> he was just like what does that
0: have to do with anything this is my hat now this is totally, totally my hat. hat that's the best part oh i love that he just grabs the hat
1: <laughs> don't oh. and they're all like don't dump the garbage on him he's just dumping his own garbage <laughs> on. it guy. cuts to him dumping all the oh. garbage so oh so love it
0: love it love it uh there was the like yoohoo i found all these fireworks in the bathroom and then like bill Hader comes back out of nowhere with the famous and like <laughs> yeah
1: bath- the bathrooms here are
0: nuts i love bill Hader so much he has like the best voice he really does it's it's super unique i want to know where he like comes from and they just did they manufacture bill Hader? because his his engineer. voice like doesn't sound like anything no. that i you know it's just purely bill Hader. yeah he might be an alien he could be that's all i'm saying is bill might bill Hader mightn't be for of this planet but I'm he's okay just amazing it. i love bill Hader hater if death. he is an alien he's a better alien than et and mac and me okay you got you got me there i would not go to i'm not dying on any hill to save the the reputation mac of and mac, and mac and me for sure um but you know there's see like but like i guess isla fisher is great she she just like willingly goes along with everything like oh, there's no reason why this really attractive beautiful uh smart funny girl would like hang out with him but it's well, you know she's she comes to town on the arm of one of the greatest greatest characters ever uh what what what's the character's name? I can't. All I remember is Sully Sullivan.
1: You chode.
0: <laughs> oh, Will Arnett is so damn good in this movie, and this is Jonathan. A, Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what car is really overrated? What's that? A Corvette. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was um. Uh, Andy trying to win the uh, affections. I love the part where he's just like wearing the Hulkamania shirt. Yeah. And he decides like the best way to impress her is just to bang on an engine with like a mallet. <laughs> uh, and he, he pre administers the test to see whether or not yeah, she's wearing The worthy. initiation. The initiation where he just like spits icy. Dumps, like, yeah. He dumps icy all over her shoes. It's crazy. You wouldn't even believe it. You know, <laughs> and then he does. Um, but you just assume they were like good friends as like small children. Yes. They they sort of tease that like she's back in town, but she hasn't seen Rod in quite some time. Andy Samberg and the Rod character would be a pretty enjoyable little kid to hang around. <laughs> uh, but I don't I don't want to just spend a whole 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 bunch of time on Hot Rod. I think it's just a gem. It is great. It's a great movie. I can watch it any time. Came out in two thousand seven, so that movie is twelve years old now, and it it makes Between. me sad. That movie's a tween. It is. It it's old enough to be a tween. It could be watching, you know, that's so raven on the Disney yeah. Channel. Core audience. You could drop it off at the mall with its friends. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. And then and then spy on it. Yep. <laughs> you, could you could spy do that. on Hot Rod. Make sure it's not up to anything sexual. Nefarious. <sighs> or nefarious. Sex is not nefarious. I assume children are nefarious. They they tend well kids just do dumb shit. Everybody's yeah, got I a did. story when they were a kid where she's like, why did I do that? I don't know. Just did. Hey, what happened to Ron's jacket? Wait a minute. Where did Ron's uh, jacket go? Audio magic. listeners are way super confused. Magic. But if you heard me say that I'm sweating like boss hog, you just assume that Ron's wearing one layer, one layer of clothing too much. And by the way, recording like the YouTube magic, there's a lot of lights in this. There's a lot of lights. And lights in here. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's hot. It is. Like, how are you not hot? I probably am. Okay. Is there like a damp... That's like a. I'll just sit like this. A, a moistness, <laughs> just trap, trap the odor. Okay, so that that was Hot Rod. Kids, twelve years old, and uh, it makes me sad that that movie like was such a failure, for all of them, because <clears throat> Bill Hader was. Um, I saw him in an interview, and Hot Rod came up, and uh, they, you know they were talking about the success. Like Kristen Wiig was like the first big breakout star of his. You know, generation of SNL cast members, and it's like although I was really happy for Kristen, and she was like the first of us to really break out. You know, we were so excited to get our own movie, and it just bombs so
1: hard. I think I think it's one of those like it, it um, that the kind of comedy they do, it caters to a large audience, yeah, but not the kind of audience that is prone to um, go see a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, like it's one of, like. You know, you're. It's it's kind of that uh, that uh, I'd say like early to mid twenties to like like late thirties. I mean, you're kind of like there's. Um, I say the same with the Dana Carvey show. I think it was just ahead of its time because yeah. the comedy that was there is so good. It's just. Your average mainstream audience has no appreciation for it. Like the kind of stuff that The Lonely Islands do, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that Andy Samberg and Bill Hader were doing on Saturday Night Live. I don't think people appreciated their brand of comedy because it's it's it's. I think people dismiss it as just stupid or juvenile, and really, it's it's still very intelligent. It's just people don't give it enough of a chance, and I think that's what's. Un- I think that's why Hot Rod suffered. Is like there's a lot them because it's not it's not even necessarily like a parody or a lampoon but it's it's there's an element of that built into what they're talking about and it's <clears throat> they and you know I don't know where what the brainchild was if it was something that they always wanted to do something they just kind of came we come up with stuff like that all the time just silly little scenarios yeah and they build up into these things yeah and uh, for them it's like okay the, I, I The uh, the montage where everybody starts singing and it's this you know and then it turns into a riot and they're smashing stuff and they're losing it's like (laughs) it really escalated quickly (laughs) like that whole are we responsible for that the buildup of that sequence the turn that happens and then the dialogue after all three of those parts are golden it is a masterful sequence of events it's so great and I feel like so many people would watch that and would miss. Like, why are they singing? If that were a digital short from
0: SNL oh. that you could just plop down on YouTube, well, I was going to ask you, did did, Lonely, did Lazy Sunday come out before or after this movie, I wonder?
1: Uh, I feel like Lazy Sunday came out before.
0: Okay, with the Chronicles of Narnia yeah, and all I that stuff. I feel like it was before. Okay, okay. Because that, you know, talking about Andy was, it came up in that Bill Hader discussion, and they, you know, he was talking about how... Much he blew up because of that little like there, that was the first time anyone ever really paid any attention to YouTube. Yeah, was you know that. I mean, there was a like, cat videos and then there was like laser little, cats. You know, lazy Sunday, and yeah, laser cats is great. Um, I, it, it. But I mean, to, to you know, and I agree with you that they were like ahead of their time. But then Popstar came out
1: ten years later and also bombed. Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's just a very because uh, I actually I just watched the Lonely Islands, uh, the visual poem about the back. Oh, murders. Oakland Knights! I watched. I That's watched hilarious. That it's fantastic. It's yeah? great. And I think I think it's just one of like. And Akiva gets to like he jump gets to in and, really. Be, uh, yeah. like, jorma's is just a little bit at the end. As and I'm
0: Tom McC- or Mark McGuire. <laughs> like I love the way he delivers that. <laughs> I'm Jose. I'm Jose. And I'm, and I'm Mark. Mark.
1: <laughs> And it was like, and it was like, the the way they just all fit together is so perfect. And I just I feel like it's just it's just offbeat enough yeah. that your mainstream audience is sitting there going like, I don't get it. Yeah, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. You you can't have
0: tremendous fame and then you're just not gonna have a huge. You'll you'll have a big audience and there'd be a loyal audience that'll always keep Andy Samberg fed because they'll just flock to whatever it is he's doing. And uh, I like that he's bringing in like Jorma and Akiva, like you know, to,
1: uh, they they're not quitting the Lonely no.
0: Island brand. It's no, still
1: and because and in Popstar too, like I like because um, you got Maya Rudolph in there too, and you got Tim Meadows, yeah, and Chris Redd, who plays Hunter the Hungry. He's oh my he's gosh. in the current cast of Charlie. But Center I did Life. it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> he's the also featuring. He hasn't made. I hope in because the, they just wrapped. I think it was two weeks ago. That it was the last episode of uh, season forty four with Paul Rudd, was the host of Saturday Night Live. And um, Chris Rudd, for the last two seasons, has been uh, also featured. Um, and that's usually kind of the testing ground Is he the for guy it. that does Kanye? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's funny, uh, he, dude. He's really... And I hope yeah. over the summer, him and Heidi Gardner... Especially the two of them. I, I She's think, kind of like awkward girl or whatever. Yeah, I think and so. she—they're the, both—they're both ripe to join the cast. I mean, they are cast material. Yeah, and I think they've really proven themselves. And I, like that, he, *Hunter the Hungry*. Chris Red in *Popstar* was one of my favorite characters, <laughs> and he because play, he plays crazy so he well, He really does. Um, he really but does. But he's, he's—he's a really. I mean, like they don't use him as much in a lot of sketches, and they use him kind of in typecast ways. But yeah, when, when a he, black guy, when he yeah. has a moment to shine on the show, he does really well and so i i I like that's one of the things i like with with the lonely islands with andy sandberg with with this kind of material i like that they're truer to what they want to do even if it doesn't succeed commercially that they're saying okay this is what we want because i think they're smart enough to know if we wanted to pander to the general audience they could change things up a little bit and i think you see that from hot rod to pop star because i think there are some things that they did kind of change up to try and make it more commercially successful Mm -hmm. Um, they, I mean, adding in a lot more kind of main, I mean, mainstream kind of things that you know people could really latch onto is it it's you know this mockumentary, people I thought real. Popstar was going to be a hit. I did too. I mean, so and nobody I, showed up for it. No, and it's just kind of. I like, went to see it in the theater; was dead. <clears throat> nobody was there. And I, I, I think it's un- I think it's one of those like I think Andy Samberg in our realm has enough star power to do anything, but I think in the mainstream, I think it's just you know when you have hot rod when you have pop star and these things just aren't doing well i i hope that um their netflix thing does well i know they have a two Oh oh it will like i get the impression that just everything does well on netflix yeah
0: you know <laughs> it's a netflix original it's like oh we love it oh we love it well i mean and they do curate their stuff i mean it's good stuff like yeah. they don't just drop trash like everything just yeah. seems to be of a quality like hbo is just kind of known for like you know whatever it is that hbo's doing is going to be quality uh, only, only the t- most talented, uh, you know, people are attracted to those projects or, you know, get to be in those projects. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I would like them to see, I want to see them do more of that stuff. Cause like, it's what, only like 30 minutes yeah. or something. It's
1: very short. And I mean, Andy Sandberg on his own has been commercially successful. So I think Brooklyn he, 99, Brooklyn Nine 99 has been doing fantastic. He shows up in movies. He, you know, he He's had, in the Storks movie. Yeah, like, he's a uh, hotel. He's Transylvania, reliable. One, two and three. Yeah. Yeah. He's a reliable guy. He's a name. People he's, know who he is. He's got commercial success, and, and that's why I like, because he's smart enough to know if we want to do something that's commercially successful, we can do it. But they're more true to what, it's like, this is what we do. This is what The Lonely Island is all about. And
2: he,
0: they, he, he he constantly kind of, uh, is he's a dep, self-deprecating kind of guy, but he's cool with everybody. He, like He's so much more appealing Jimmy Fallon type for yeah. me. It's, he can play well with just so many people, and he's really talented. You have to be to be able to You know, do the songs that they do. I'm sure he has a hand in writing, almost all that stuff. Uh, Even the guy's just hilarious. He's constantly funny. He just keeps coming up with new things. They don't even really recycle their gags. Like They just keep coming up with new stuff. So I I hope Andy. Andy kind of reminds me of like uh, like a Steve Martin type. Yeah. You know, he's really good at physical comedy. Uh, He just pops up in anything and he nails it like no matter what. And, you know, I just hope he has a nice long career, like similar to Steve Martin.
1: Well, I think even like the, I know we've gotten off track of the hot rod, but. I talking, no, I don't care. It's uh, our show. We do what we want. Yeah. We, whatever. We do what we want. <laughs> it's but totally our show. <laughs> I think, I think the that final number that they did in Popstar, um, the Incredible Thoughts, that song that they did with Michael Bolton, which I love when they interact with Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah. um, Pirates Sparrow of the Caribbean. Oh, right? <laughs> I watched it again yesterday because I just love it's it. It's gold. It's so good. But, like, I, I, that, that song, Incredible Thoughts, I really appreciate because I think that really speaks. It's it's That, to me, felt like this is almost the explanation of what they do. It's like they just have these weird thoughts, and they find a way to twist it and turn it and morph it into this comedic element, and yeah. then they put it on display. And the people that can appreciate it really do. Uh, I think, I mean, that's why it's like, you know, the... Hot Rod, I think, even though it's one of those to me, it's like, okay, if it wasn't commercially successful, I think it really uh, it still was a huge success in the way that the people that understand their comedy were able to really enjoy what they have to offer. It definitely found its audience. People that I like talk to about, you know,
0: humorous movies, you know, they all have heard of it. They all kind of like, oh, yeah, that was funny. I forgot about that movie. It was funny. So, you know, I didn't go see it in theaters when it came out. I, I remember thinking, I saw trailers for it and thought, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That looks pretty funny. But, I mean, whatever it is, like, whatever their, they're, you know, whatever wavelength they're on, I'm on it, too. Because, yeah. like, everything they do is just hilarious. I love it.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 oh! I'm freaking oh, I'm going to drink a green tea all goddamn day! Oh! God, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. You gonna bring the demons out of me?
2: Hey, Orange Balls, I'll have a box of those, give Me a box of those naked lady teas, and give me two of those, give me six of those. Oh, this is the worst
1: looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh?
2: Oh, it looks good on you though.
0: Next movie is a no-brainer you guys all expected this to be. i'm gonna go ahead and call it because i'm wearing the t-shirt wayne and garth wayne campbell garth algar in wayne's world party time party time excellent i love those both movies i'm just gonna say both movies that's can fine. we say that that's because I, I don't out. want to pick i don't all want to pick which one i i didn't want to put two wayne's world movies in but they're just both so great and so different but both so great exactly. um but you know focusing on the first movie because i think people accept the first movie as the better movie yeah uh in the second movie they were more playful. It seemed like Mike Myers had a lot more rope to kind of do what, what Mike Myers does. Yep. Uh his signature was definitely all over that. Uh but yeah, the first one, uh immensely popular, mm, arguably the most popular SNL m- movie where they actually took straight up SNL characters yeah. and, and and made a movie out of it. I say arguably cuz there's one other movie that could you know could potentially take that on, but um Let's see. Uh Wayne's World had Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, and it had Chris Farley peppered in there.
1: Brian Doyle Murray was up too.
0: Brian Doyle Murray was in there. He was the owner of Noah's Arcade. Yep. <laughs> How did this like his idea go? It's hip, it's hip, it's cool, it's. <sighs> I don't know, but then like Mike Myers, he does the famous Asphinter says what? <laughs> what? Stranger <laughs> says what talk about your quotes They were more like t-shirt quotes from wayne's world than like possibly any other movie in at least the early parts of the 90s uh uh-huh. <laughs> you know like and, and i love that they continued to be famous and successful on the show yeah you know like they were real popular on the show they did the movies and then they would continue doing the bits from the show i love their fascination with heather locklear it's great uh i we we talk about the quote all the time about the gun rack which is one of the funniest written lines and best <laughs> delivered lines ever where his psycho girlfriend stacy like who he's just i guess always in the brick he's just always wants to break up with this girl he's it's just that thing like i want yes. to break up with this girl but i don't know how to do it and i guess he does break up with her but she isn't like taking she it she rejects the breakup she keeps,
2: keeps and the she ball. gives
0: him this gift and like they're like their favorite place to hang out at the donut place and <laughs> Makita's. <laughs> he unwraps it kind of excited and like, what's it going to be? And it's
1: just like a gun rack assembled, <laughs> a gun rack, a gun rack. <laughs> I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. Yeah. And uh, that's, was that Juliana Margulies? Is that who that was? Uh, Stacy? No, that was, um, oh, she got three names. Um, she was the villain in Men in Black too. Clara Flynn Boyle, yep. I knew she had three names. Sorry about all that dead air, everybody. Dead
0: air. I may just edit the dead air nope, out. leave it in. Nope, okay. I love the dead air. <laughs> Gives character.
1: Builds the moment. Suspense, Suspense is dream. what we're all you can about. Put, if anything, you can put in music there like, ooh.
0: Something. Oh, geez, Michael DeLuise, Dom DeLuise's kid, was one of the, well, the headbanger guys. There you go. He was also, I believe, the dick in uh, Encino Man. <laughs> like the yep. bully yep you're right, you're right. <laughs> uh tia Carrere. my introduction to her hilarious uh katrina is that was that her name no no um what was it crucial crucial touch crucial what was the name of the band crucial taunt because like wayne says it at the end crucial taunt at the yeah. end. i can't remember but i can't either. But I, I like the we talk about like the SNL cast members. I'll focus on them real quick. I love I love the Chris Farley scene where it was just like the exposition scene yeah. where he's standing outside backstage. And like Wayne there, you know, he finds his way out there like, whoa. you know. And then there's Chris Farley conveniently there. And he, he gives him like the whole breakdown of where like Mr. Big's going to be. And like Wayne, like turns to the camera and he's like, wow, that was really convenient that I got all that information. I sure hope it comes in handy sometime.
1: I love the wink and nods that they have. That it's was one of my crazy. favorite parts about that whole relationship with Wayne and Garth to the movie was their. The, I, I always I, I, I don't know why. I just always enjoy that breaking the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. I just I'd love that. When it's done a, well, it's great. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. You can't and do Wayne, it too much. Wayne does it and Garth does it so infrequently that when he does do it, <laughs> it's just perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because uh, was it? Wayne's World Two, I guess, was the one where they like start up in the top of their apartment, and then, then like Garth disappears, and yep. then like Wayne, they go well they go down the like the elevator. But that they did it in the first one too, right? Because he's talking about his extensive collection of name tags and hairnets.
1: Because yep. <laughs> he comes up from the basement after doing their Wayne's World. Yes, yes. And, and then
0: Garth the pulls up in the Murphmobile, and then the, of course they have that that freaking scene, dude, Bohemian Rhapsody. everybody loves, and bro- put Queen back on the yep. map. And began that whole, like, respect
1: love affair between Queen that, and Mike Myers. It legitimately was like, because after watching Bohemian Rhapsody, it was like Queen really dropped off the radar entirely in America. Once Freddie died. Once Freddie died. And yeah. uh, really, I mean, even throughout the 80s. I mean, like, when he when they uh, showed up at Live Aid, it was a huge thing. Yeah. It was like, in America, in, it, after, I mean, after like, in the mid to late 80s, uh, there like, was a stigma to not play Queen stuff, I guess. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean. Because they I, were so different. And I think they had made a video, they got banned on MTV, so they really they just, like, it wasn't that they weren't still making Oh, yeah, I think that music. was featured in the movie, Yeah, too, and they were, they know, they were just like, it, they just dropped off the radar. Like, no one thought about them, no one heard. But um, and I know we've talked about it before, but I remember um, uh, uh, Mike, um, why am I blanking on his name? Mike Myers? Mike Myers, thank you. I was thinking, see how see how it goes. It, it happens. You it start happens. talking to the camera, and then you you go blank. But yeah, um, Mike Myers was adamant. He was ready to walk off the the entire project, which would have mean we can't do this. Like yeah, you can't yeah. do without Mike Myers. No, you can't. He was he was end of adamant. end of movie. Yeah, he was that adamant about Bohemian Rhapsody being the song. All right, because they wanted to and, put in some sort of song that they could sell on a soundtrack, yep. and
0: it's more you know, uh, uh, like current to like what's popular nowadays. But he was like, no, it has to be Bohemian Rhapsody. And it worked so well. And it's a perfect choice too, because, and this is not really ever talked about, but it's like the perfect link. Like Bohemian Rhapsody fails would fail as a, a hit song on, cause it was just too long for radio. Yeah. It's a really, really long song, but it fit perfectly for the whole introduction. Like yep. they could get all the cast and crew, like names on there, you know, they can do whatever they, you can see the Aurora as a town. Like yep. they got that great little montage where they're driving through Aurora. It was, perfect. It, was it was perfect and it was the perfect length. And I, I wonder if that had a lot to do with his insistence on keeping it in there. It's like, you know, it, it, the song just fits so great. And they all can, like, sing along to it, and they're just, you know, it's great. It was. it really. That's one of the best framed shots of all time when they're driving in the car, and you got the two friends in the back, and they're, like, constantly, like, you know, like, it's so relatable, that scene, like, as you and your friends and your teenagers. And, by the way, these are, like, old, like, 30-year-old guys basically playing, like, what, just graduating high school? Like, I always was not really quite sure about the age of what Wayne and Garth were supposed to be. They really don't. Because Wayne is living at home still, and, you know, but but, but they have, like, wrinkles and shit, you yeah, know? Like, like,
1: they're, they're like, <laughs> these guys are older, but I don't know what age they're really supposed to be.
0: I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Well, like, their headbanger friends are clearly younger. Yes. Uh, and they got the long hair and stuff, and I don't know. It's it's just something that I always kind of, like, I was curious about. Like, I don't know if it's ever been said how old Wayne and Garth are. Yeah. I kind of don't want to know. No. Um, But just so many memorable scenes. Uh, I like the scenes with Ed O'Neill where he has, like, that real, like, kind of ominous, creepy. (laughs) Slightly dark
1: kind of little monologue. (laughs) Where he
0: gets to take the monologue in the camera. Like, you're you're supposed to follow Wayne and Garth, but, like, he kind of takes it. Come with me while I tell you about this horrific you know, like when you when you kill a man in in the cold of night, <laughs> he's, he's talking about like the soul leaves the body. Like, why do I like why do I cry? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Al Bundy because like the Marywood Children was still like popular. Yes. He became Al Bundy. He transformed into him a little bit. Like life is horrible. Why am I alive? Um, and then like just Wayne Wayne's World 2, uh, they get pretty much everybody back a bigger budget. uh i i just love the absurdity of of the uh the roadie that they recruit in england all the bits where they like fly over to england and they got like the lookalikes that you only see from the back as they're like visiting all the you know (laughs) all the like english piccadilly circus yeah Uh, it's
1: it's it's i always the what i really appreciate from those like okay, the expensive part would be going to film in England, not getting your two guys for the movie to be there. Right, right. These slightly, I mean, you you knew that for Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, like, these are just great little jokes that, like, they enjoyed. It's like, we got to do this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just a funny thing. that It's, like, similar to, you know, like, what a Lonely Island would do. It's like, wouldn't it be funny? We have the power and the cachet to pull this off. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, like, the shot, the the roadie talking about, he, he keeps sharing that little story about, you know, Ozzy wouldn't go on stage unless he had his brown M&Ms, and then you know, there was a little sweet shop, and then, and he had to beat the Bengal tiger to death Beating with his
1: shoe. Yeah. With his own shoe.
0: And the first time they hear the story, everybody's like, "Wow!" Then, like, but it gets like slightly crazier. Like three or four more times that they see, he said tells the same story, and they're just like, "Okay." Right, because he's training. Like Chris Farley pops up again as a different character, and he's trying to be a roadie, and uh, you know, so like. It just gets like more and more crazy. Like I don't understand. He's 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 like talking about setting up machine gun nests and distributing cyanide pills that you bite down on in case like you're captured. I guess, but it's just like the hell of being a roadie. Like it's I don't like, really get it. What? It doesn't make sense, Seems but I don't. Doesn't need it to. And of course, you got the scene where Wayne is trying to stop. I, I don't know. Was that from the first one? Might be the first one where he's trying to stop the wedding of Cassandra. That was no, second, that was the second was one because it was with Christopher Walken. Yeah. By the way, first time I ever really noticed Christopher Walken in a comedic role. As, it may have happened yeah. beforehand, but it, I, he was very much a dramatic actor yeah. up to that point. I feel like, and un, it unlocked something where, like, he at that point. Right then and there became a comedian, like a comedic actor. Oh, absolutely. That was him. You know, like it was kind of like Leslie Nielsen. Something came along. He owned it hard. And I don't notice a lot of people giving him credit. Like if that is the case, if that is like the first time people like watch that movie and go, you know, he's kind of a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Let's go ahead and cast him in some more silly stuff. And then Balls of Fury was made.
1: And, and
0: that's pong. how that happened. That's how that story was written. Close book. The end um but yeah and then there was the uh, but what i was getting to was they got uh the actor he switches out the actor in one of those like break in the fourth yes. wall moments and he's like what uh, you know i know this is like a small role but surely we can get a better actor than this and they we got like charlton heston and he yep. delivers the, the line how does it go oh it was uh what was the name of the street mulberry street. Street. street
1: yeah <laughs> i knew a girl that lived on mulberry street and he goes with this whole... like Oh, yeah, relunder. it was a monologue, yeah. It's it like, just... I know this is just a small line, but can't we get somebody a little bit better? Yeah, it's, he's, like, flubbing his lines and tripping over his
0: words. And then, like, Mike Myers is just like, thank you. <laughs> Um, so funny. The whole like village people bit that like started oh, out like not a village. That. Yeah. Like they're all kind of spying, on, spying Cassandra. on Cassandra. Cassandra. Yep. Yeah. And uh, one, you know, like one, you know, like Wayne is like a construction worker. No, little Garth was, I think, because no, he was the the guy who was like the the traffic, you know, Garth guy. was the, yeah. he was the traffic. cop. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne was working up on the uh, the telephone the telephone. Motor, bowl, so. Right. Yeah. So they're all in their disguises. So they it lead, like they disguise the joke really well. And so, like the the gig is up, and they all like abandon their posts, and they're kind of running together, and then they bust through like this like gay nightclub, basically. Nightly. And they're like, "Oh, the village people's here!" And they like cue the YMCA music, but they just go with, they go it. with it. They, and then they then just it, And the naked Indian
1: was there, and he yeah. completed the ensemble. Yeah,
0: the Indian, the weird
1: naked Indian was there. Exactly. Tim Meadows as Sammy Davis Jr. in that. What I don't remember that. Yeah, in the last sequence when uh, Wayne goes to visit, yeah, to Jim Morrison. <laughs> <clears throat> Sammy Davis Jr. is still there talking to Jim Morrison. Nice, nice. And Tim Meadows. I have to go back and watch. It's yeah. been a
0: few years since I've seen yeah. either the Wayne's World. But final, final thing I want to shout out is the scene where Cassandra's dad visits from like Hong Kong. Yes, and they have that whole fight the in fight, the dubbed yes. voices. Oh my lord! That that used to be like my favorite scene. Would change, but for the longest time, that was my favorite scene because it's just out of nowhere. Like Wayne Wayne knows karate like karate. He Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knows karate. He knows Mandarin, yeah, yeah. So love that movie. Love the love both movies. Uh,
1: that is my number two pick. I think you're right. I was I was going back and looking at uh Chris Watkins. Oh yeah. And I was like, I think he did but 1988 Puss in Boots, where he played Puss, so it was like it was less than a dramatic role, but I don't think it would say it was a comedic role. And in Biloxi so, Blues, he was like a drill sergeant, yeah. wasn't he? So, like, yeah, so, you know,
0: even though Matthew Brodock was in that and it had some comedic elements to it, he, was, he a, was
1: still very, I mean, even Batman Returns, it was still he was a dramatic character, yeah, in yeah, he so was like, Max Shrek. I think Wayne's World 2 may really be the first time that he played anything that was Bobby Kahn, didi- Is that what was his character's name, Yep. Yeah. Bobby Kahn, dedicatedly comedic.
0: So, yeah. so in the first Wayne's World movie, of course you had uh, Rob Lowe again in a really funny, hilarious turn. Uh, was because that came out before Tommy Boy, so they took two actors who weren't known for comedic roles, put them in a villain role, and they but made them intentionally funny. Yeah, and they so, did it well. They they both they were up to the task. Yep, and had nice long careers afterwards because of that.
1: Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to.
2: Delaware! Hi. I'm in Delaware.
0: All right, Adam. What's your number three, sir? All right, number three. All right, so let's see here. So, um. I, I just kind of adjusted my balls like off camera there. I'm gonna have to make sure I crop the image. I, I keep. <laughs> cause I, I'm, I'm trying to get
1: to a place where I don't.
0: Well, we're Pardon we're me. sitting we're sitting in stools where we have been in the past, always sitting on a futon. Yes. And so, like you know how it is, right? You got to make some adjustments. Yes. Sorry, ladies, <laughs> and distinguished ladies gentlemen who allergic. would never never stoop to dick and ball jokes. Nope. <laughs> you, you wouldn't do that. It's not even a joke. I'm just saying it's a fact of it's life. It's a fact of life. You take the good, you, you take, take the bad. bad. Yep. You take okay. both. And there you
1: have. Sorry. Your are next pick. Save, us from, no, save, is, save, save us from this. No, the facts of life. Save us from this. The television program <laughs> "Facts of Life" my is my choice. Tootie, <laughs> Blair, Natalie, uh, Joe, we know them all. We know them. We know all of them. <laughs> George
0: Clooney. Yep.
1: Don't they, know his character's they, name. Mrs.
0: Garrett. Oh, girls, girls! I was loved this? that. Like Mrs. Garrett's bust was a character in the Family guys.
1: She. It was a. It was a spinoff of uh, uh, different strokes. She was Mr. Drummond's housekeeper. I could see that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So little
0: factoids we just drop in. We just nuggets drop a
1: of wisdom in your ear. Yep, there you go. OK, you're welcome. Yeah. Don't have to think. Um, of s- let's see. I'll I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Groundhog Day. Well, OK, Brian Doyle Murray once again, he, he got Bill Murray, got Brian
0: Doyle Murray and Chris Elliott and Chris Elliott. Nice. Stealth pick. High five. Way to work. Groundhog yeah. Day. in. I, I would not have thought of that because there's been so many Bill Murray movies and you look at his catalog of movies And you go like, how could I get another Bill, yet another Bill Murray? And you did it, sir. I did. You got three legit cast members. Uh, and chris elliott not just a one-year guy nope. i think he was there for a couple years he was there for a couple oh years. oh my god who doesn't just watch groundhog day on groundhog day every year every single year i don't even know what channel it is on it's not like a tbs like christmas story kind of deal i just find it and if i can't find it and it's the end of the day and it's like 9 p.m i panic and i go and i, I have it on dvd i'll just watch it that way <laughs> just, i gotta watch groundhog day on groundhog day and it's, it's the first of that movie where, like, anytime you have a movie like Happy Death Day, they always go and they say, it's the Groundhog Day, but Angle, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a very revolutionary movie. Yeah, and it was... Uh, there's, there, I mean, the there's last Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis yeah. and Bill Murray. For some, somehow, some way, they got into a tiff in that yep. movie, and they never worked again. Never even spoke to again, did they? I, I, what could have happened?
1: Because, you know, It'd be great if it was just like he ate my sandwich. Something so <laughs> trivial. It was like, that was it.
0: Harold Ramis, not, not a lot of people know this, but in the 70s left an upper decker in Bill Murray's apartment. And it really? sat there for like a decade a because decade. Bill Murray has a lot of places. Years. And he showed up while making this movie and he was like, I found your upper decker, Harold. And he was like, "What? I forgot How did about you that." Know it was mine? Bill, don't throw away our relationship. We've been de- we've been making great movies together for a long you time. Protect me. That's that. We are done. Over. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Uh, Andy McDowell, right? She's, yep. she's. I loved her in that. She's so she's so warm and charming in that movie. It, yeah. I want to be with Andy McDowell after watching Groundhog Day because she, you know, Phil Connors. His character, like, the joke is, you know, he can get any woman in bed that he wants. He just needs enough
1: tries. As most, you know, Pittsburgh weathermen can. Like, you got a lot of clout as a if Pittsburgh weatherman. If you're a weatherman. weatherman in the greater Pittsburgh yeah. area,
0: <laughs> that's but the that's sky's a thing. You know, the limit. If you live in a large city, maybe that's not a thing. But if you're in a mid- to small-town city, your weatherman's probably pretty famous. You, know, you could probably name your town's weatherman. So, like, I'm not going to call bullshit on that. Might be a jerk. Oh, he's a jerk. jerk. Oh, the weatherman's the biggest dick of them all. You might think it would be the sports guy, but no, it's
1: the weatherman. It's the weatherman. Because he
2: controls the weather.
1: And you know what he does all the time? He lies directly to you. And we forgive him every time. no regard. No, without impunity, he lies. Us as the general public, our relationship with weathermen is like the most, one of the most abusive relationships there is because we just keep coming back. We never say, this is it. I have had enough and just walk away. It's an abusive relationship to be sure. Um, (laughs) And now I've just.
0: But with with Groundhog Day, I just love how the movie kind of like teeters because, you know, when it first happens, it's fun because he's realizing what's happening. And he's like, well, I can use this to my advantage. And then it gets to the point where he's like he becomes depressed because he can't escape this living nightmare. And then I think it, around this point, he discovers Andy McDowell and how much he cares for her. So he begins that whole, like, you know, sequence of events where he tries to recreate, like, the perfect date. And he does it, and he finally gets her in bed. But then there's, like, this sudden last turn where he becomes depressed again because he screws it up. And he tries to recreate that exact date. But for it, it some worse. reason, it doesn't work the same way. And he's having that funny scene where they're having a snowball fight and those kids come along and he's like just being kind of nuts. He, are you kids <laughs> up for adoption? Huh? <laughs> you crazy kids. And he's just like packing the snow. And, like, and Andy McDowell's like, well, this date's over. What? This is but, awkward. you know, Bill Murray, he's just frustrated because he's been on this date many times and he's just trying to get past this part. I'm trying to hurry this part along because I need to get back
1: to the part I screwed up. It's a wonderful you know, it's a wonderful idea for a movie. And it was—it's one of those, like, I, to the best of my knowledge, I—I um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily unique. I mean, it, there's this. There, I mean, you have vehicles that. I mean, it's it's. It's almost like a, a, a Christmas carol where yeah. he's, he's given an opportunity yes. to, to learn, you know, and so it's it's not like it's totally unique. But the delivery of it is not is something everything at this point, like you said, compares it's like it's like the Groundhog Day of. Yeah. So it was kind of. Yeah, nobody says it's the it, it's the, the wonderful life yeah. of whatever, you know. So it really did. It had kind of this this um this element of uh, a they foundation. did it first. Yeah,
0: yeah like, they
2: did it first. So they, they get to be the
0: this. they get credit. Yeah in perpetuity well i we'll using perpetuity once again there you go Woo, baby big uh, words big words for you it's are listening on in viewing audience you're yes. welcome you're welcome uh and it has a happy ending it does they, I, that's the kind of movie you would not expect to have a happy ending at all but they go ahead and give us one you know he gets to be with andy mcdowell and I, who kn- i i would wager that he screws that relationship up two weeks down the line once he's no longer stuck in the town it's true but Although
1: he does say at the end, "is like we should move here, we'll rent first Yeah, that's the the last line of the yeah. movie.
0: Bill Murray can't live happily ever after.
1: Not as much Tommy.
0: No, Phil Phil Connors. I I saw him in Deadwood of all places recently. Like that actor, Stephen Tobolowsky. Very good. Wow.
1: How in Needle the world do you know his name? He's. He I love that whole bit. It's just great. Did you go pro that belly button thing there, Needlehead? <laughs> Uh, moving on, or yeah, I'll, to talk about anything oh, else? Um, the One other, young Michael Shannon. Young Michael Shannon in that movie. WrestleMania! WrestleMania. Yeah, they win the tickets to
0: WrestleMania. Yep. Thank you so much for not yep. letting me like gloss over that one. I, you know, I love Michael Shannon, and he's one of the more talented actors of his of his generation, and to see him in this just kind of stupid role where he... A little tiny bit... Yeah, he's like, just, why is he there? One of those first things he probably ever got to do. It has to be. Yeah, but he's just like a kid, but he still yep. looks old like Michael yeah, Shannon. He's an old man. <laughs> it's weird. As a teenager. Yeah, that's an old, old man, man Michael teenager. Shannon as a teenager. Old man
2: Michael he's Shannon. Getting
1: excited about WrestleMania. He probably stabbed three people because he's the kind of guy that just stabs people. Oh, he's got a lot of kills. on He's him. a stabber. He, yeah.
0: A <laughs> stabbist. He doesn't use a gun. <laughs> nope. Okay, he likes to make it personal. Yep, get in there. Okay. I got it, but...
2: What do you say? What do you say? You
1: little brat? You have never thanked me! All
0: right. So, number three for me. Number three. No uh, trace. Trace. <laughs> every time. Spanish? I'm going to go with maybe maybe one you wouldn't expect. All right. Um, three amigos. Oh, that. It didn't make my <laughs> list, but it almost did. <laughs> okay. I can't because I kept seeing it pop up over and over and over. Many, a lot of SNL cast yes. members. Big ones, too. Chevy Chase, Martin Short. Uh, John Lovitz, Phil Hartman. So those are your and official cast members. Steve Martin. Honorary cast member. Was never actually a cast member on yeah. my Life.
1: A lot no. of people think he was. No, you they
0: they would, would swear that he was. And I swore that he was
1: and, you know, until like the internet came along and proved me wrong. He was he was a guest host a number of times. He was on the show a lot. He was the first five-timer. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> and he, he earned it. I mean, he was a, a powerful comedian at the, at the era that, uh, I mean, it's kind of you kind of wonder why he wasn't a cast member because yeah. he probably should have been but he was well snl was
0: just a different thing back then yeah. too you know he it was just a place that he could just go and like do his king tut just be silly for a little while you know like the kind of thing that andy kaufman could have really made yep. a living at if he if he wasn't andy kaufman and
1: he didn't die
0: and he didn't die yeah supposedly he may still be alive i don't know it's one of my favorite like conspiracy theories that he's still around um but yeah three amigos one of my all-time favorite movies i think i mentioned it in our favorite year episode when yep. i mentioned 1986 so i don't want to go into it a bunch but i do want to give it its propers because i think it's one of the 10 best movies starring a predominantly snl cast um that's it i'm just not gonna go back and listen to our, our favorite year podcast yes. if you want me to he- hear us talk more about the three amigos because i think we covered it pretty well there we did do a pretty good job yeah i think so i'd like to give ourselves a little pat on
1: the back we're awesome many piñatas Oh, yes,
0: many. Would you say I have a plethora of pinatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes, <laughs> you have a plethora. What's your next movie? All right, so this is my number four. There's going to be a lot of people are disappointed that I was just glossed over three of He goes, oh, like, well, I don't want to go. I can listen to another episode. It's, I'll I'll bookmark it probably on on YouTube for you guys. So you yeah. can just click the link. Click it. Just click the link. Click here to hear me talk about Three amigos. Take the amigos clothes. It's a sweater. That's I still got to say that. That's like my favorite part. And the uh, the song that they do. The, my uh, little buttercup has a sweetest smile. <laughs> it's just good. It is great. It, it is a phenomenal movie that i think maybe fell out of favor for some reason uh in the in the like ironic age of the 90s but i think people appreciate it once again
2: and as they should
0: as they should dusty bottom lucky day little ned needleander needle needleheimer i don't know doesn't matter what's your number four sir number
1: four. (sighs) had this is i i wish i still now at this point i wish i would have prioritized them just because it's so hard for me to choose in the moment yeah. Yeah, yeah um because I, I look a lot at of these i gotta do all right um I, I can't i can't overlook this guy and um he's he's in another one of my movies but um i feel like it might make your list anyway so i'm gonna go ahead and throw out dirty work
0: damn it you did you took one of mine uh, well Nor, done Norm Macdonald Norm Macdonald Chris Chevy Farley Chase. Chevy Chase yes um, and Chris Farley and Chevy Chase have little roles little roles uh, um, Chevy okay you're our designated just explain the movie guy
1: uh, so um, Norm Macdonald uh, he, he plays a guy who's kind of a loser and his friend Artie Lang. his friend is Artie Lang yep. Artie Lang's dad uh, pops pops he needs um, he needs a heart transplant hmm. and that old thing again for fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> his conveniently priced surgery. <laughs> hmm. But uh, this, this, these two guys don't have any uh, stunt skills. What they do have are pranking skills, yes. revenge skills. Very well said. And so they uh, they start they start a revenge for hire business, and uh, Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald. He is their, Forgot he was in it. Yes, he is their uh, their foil. He's the local developer. What's he doing to that dog? <laughs> He's like a little note to dog. self. <laughs> get wart cream for giant warts on
0: ass. <laughs> he really worked that note to self oh. bit, didn't he?
1: And it's it's. I think it may be really the only Norm Macdonald film vehicle that there ever was uh you may be right he had now he had a tv show he too, had a tv i mean he's he's had different things but i think film wise and he's been in a number of things but film wise he's, yeah he's been owned, in some stuff like the deuce bigelow movie yeah, yeah you, you you would see You'd him appear yeah but this is him owning the screen and it didn't do well uh, oh no yeah. um uh, but it was it was hilarious i mean the the whole every part of it i mean um uh, actually uh, thinking about it now there was a a cameo from Adam Sandler um, when they do they go and they do the brownie testing Um, they're eating the brownies oh yeah you eat the pig and bird Artie Lang is stuffing (laughs) his mouth he's like is that do I feel a slight itch yeah Norm takes like a crumb crumb. he's shivering and he's (laughs) got hives and he's (laughs) he's sweating Ah, and he's just (laughs) Adam's doing that like eat the pig and bird I love you right he's the
0: devil yeah yeah what you talking about um, but <laughs> thank were, you for bringing that up. Adam Stanley.
1: There, there were so, I mean, so many of those great little moments. Chevy Chase plays a doctor who's in for $50,000 with the mafia. Yeah. So okay. if you're
0: getting a heart transplant, there's a waiting list and yes. he, that's, that's how they get in first in line. Yep. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to pay off the doctor's mob debts.
1: Uh, and, and that's he keeps how showing
0: up with like in worse for arm. where, yeah. Like,
1: you think <laughs> well, after they break your arm that you wouldn't know the money more, but you still do. What's up with that? It's just, that's classic Chevy Chase. Was just, he was. He was great. It feels like
0: that was one of the very last really funny Chevy Chase yeah. like movie roles. And it was she was <sighs> just
1: he he accepted the little small bit role and ran with it. Oh and actually um, I, I know a couple of the homeless guys um, that had worked for Christopher McDonald that became homeless, so they'd pay him. He was like, ah, How about we give you a, a dollar? And you go around and run, in there. there's like, Oh, you're thinking of those crazy homeless guys. We're those down on your luck, <laughs> don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves kind of homeless yeah. guys. And he goes, he launched in this whole story. He's like, How yeah. about two bucks? Yeah. And then, ah, Yeah, then they take, yeah. When they take in the wrong. I feel around. like this movie was out of its time a bit too.
0: Yep. Like there's the whole like prostitutes and trunks or whatever. Like. I, I've never seen so many dead hookers before. <laughs> Lord knows I have, and that's when Chris Farley's watching the commercial yes. on TV, and
1: he's like, "That's the Saigon whore that bit my nose off!" Ah, in the land of, in the land of the blind, the man with the one eye is king, In the land of the skunks, the man the skunks. with half a nose is
0: king. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Oh. Chris Farley owned every scene he was in, man. There's the bar fight scene; I think is like my favorite scene when he goes to play this. <laughs> yeah he's like
2: e7 you hit
0: e8 what was the song i forget but it was like not a kick-ass no it bar was not it was not the song he thought it was that was just the best i love how like sarcastic and dry norm mcdonald's humor is because you know arty who's a schlubby guy he gets into a fight with the you know guy at a bar because he's i guess there was a girl or whatever he's trying to and press and uh, and he's and Norm's talking to somebody. And he goes, "Oh wait a minute, my my idiot friends, you to get his ass kicked over here." You know, he just like walks over and he's like, "Yeah, it's fighting time," you know. And he's like pounding his hand in his fist, and he gets just gets thrown through the glass window. He, and that's when he does the note to self.
1: Note to learn self. how to fight. I love. <laughs> uh, there's one other time where he's sleeping in his car. And he's sleeping in the back seat, and he's got his full pajamas on, and he's got the little nightcap, too. Oh, my God.
2: I love that, because the
1: guy breaks into his car to steal his radio, and he's like, hey, keep it down. I'm sleeping back here. <laughs> and he just... Hey, that and it's the same kind of thing. It's Norm Macdonald just has that slightly off sense of humor. Yeah, it's one of those like he was he was great on Weekend Update. Oh my god, yes. Uh, but he just had the perfect delivery, and I think yeah. it was just one of those like for so many people they just don't get him or they don't appreciate his sense of humor, and that's again why this movie I think bombed. I think a lot of people assumed that it was like Lorne
0: Michaels that didn't like. I think I think he actually liked Norm Macdonald. Yeah. It was like the stupid like NBC head like yeah. they, they didn't think he was funny. And you had to have, I guess, somebody, like there was just a certain mold, I guess, like Dennis Miller, I guess, is who he took over for. Yeah, I think so. Um, who had just had a certain or, style.
1: Did he take over for Kevin Nealon or did Kevin Nealon take over for him?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like Kevin Nealon was first.
1: So he may have taken over for Kevin Neelan. I'm Kevin Nealon and you're not. Yes. Or was that Chevy Chase that said that? Uh, I always liked when Kevin Nealon did the subliminal news. Where yeah, he would yeah. Sneak yeah. stuff in. Subliminal news was good stuff. Because like, um, we should
0: do a whole show on like friggin' uh, well, we don't we don't really not movies, so we couldn't really do that, I guess. We could do whatever we want. We could do whatever we want. Cinema Master, starring the best week like the top five weekend update guys.
1: <laughs> the best of Kevin Nealon. Maybe if we ever just, get
0: popular enough for a Patreon show, we'll do a special Patreon just, and that's what we'll do. I like it. So if you want to hear us do that, give us money. Yeah lots and lots of money (laughs) so we can quit our real jobs at the the greeting card company yes we write greeting cards telling people encouraging people not to kill themselves yep that's pretty much what we do we have a whole line of anti-suicide greeting cards which i know pre pre jonathan though yeah we, we got the job after he committed suicide yeah so we could have saved. We him. have a whole line of Jonathan Brandis. Cards. <laughs> Jonathan, just, chin up, Jonathan. You're a good-looking a picture, guy. You're rich. You got money. Don't just do it. your Jonathan Brandis and just saying, "Don't do it." With kittens. Yep, kittens all around him. Yep. Okay. Uh, dirty work. Yeah, it was on my list. I was I was possibly gonna pick it next. So I have to I have to re I, I have to divert my uh my strategies. And I mean, it's a ridiculous movie. There doesn't yes. need even even be a plot to it. Like, I no. can't even barely remember like how it ends. You know, pops gets his transplant. That's all I
1: remember. There's, um, they have the um, he's Christopher McDonald. He's doing the Don Giovanni, the opera, and they ruin it to get back at him because yeah. he tricked them into um, ruining a. a A bunch of apartment buildings oh yeah the senior like the elderly people or whatever like low income apartments so they're trying to get it shut down but it turns out to be trailer howard his love interest her grandma Mm. lives there Mm. and they've been duped into this and so he's on the outs with this girl they're losing their business they're not going to get the money so like so "Ah, is it to win the girl back is that what i think think that's a part of it okay Uh, but also to get even yes um I, i do love when he meets her and they don't exchange names and he sees her again on the street and he's running after her and he's shouting, Mildred, Mildred. And he runs up he's like, oh, I think you forgot my name. He's like, no, you never told me, so I just guessed. <laughs> I just love that. That's it's a like, good norm. He's guessing her name is Mildred. Now, was
0: this the movie that was directed by Bob Saget? Uh, yes. Yeah, was. okay. So, yep. obvious, like, th- this was the Bob Saget. This was part of his three-point plan to make you forget about Danny Tanner. Yep. Uh, you know, like this movie happened and then his stand-up got yep. popular with millennials i guess like, and he oh. was in dazed and confused or not dazed uh, he did um, he sucked dick he didn't yeah um, well, half, half baked, baked that's yeah, what, yeah half like stoner comedy yeah he had that great line like have you ever sucked dick for some marijuana <laughs> or whatever the line was yeah that was but it was like oh wait that's but then the guy screams out like i seen him <laughs> that's my favorite part it was great
1: <laughs> bob saget
0: bob saget can be a dirty dirty son of a bitch yep Okay, uh, moving on, I guess, from Dirty Work. I mean, check it out. It's really good. It's a great movie. It's it's worthy of this list. It would've made the list if you hadn't put it on there. Yep. When you say no like that, you really mean yes. What are you talking about? Watch, I'll show you. Mitch, uh, did you ever rob a bank?
2: No. Did you ever climb Mount Everest? No.
0: Did you ever say that you can see why women find Sean Connery sexy? No. (laughs) Stolen. So is this number four? Is that this, what this your is? number four? Okay, is. this is my number four. Okay, so my so for my movie, I had to choose which movie to do because I had to get a Tina Fey Amy Poehler movie in somehow. So I went ahead and went with Sisters, okay. and not Baby Mama, even though maybe Baby Mama was the more critically accepted, like more uh, successful movie. I I just enjoy Sisters because it. It subverts your expectation of the, the Amy Poehler, Tina Fey characters. Tina Fey gets to play, like, the kind of, you know, uh, bad girl. Um, and it's funny, too, because, like, now, Amy, after Amy Poehler was during the run of this, but I wasn't aware because I'd never watched Parks and Rec. She's kind of playing Leslie Nope a little bit yep. in this movie. She's kind of, like, the good girl, yep. like, whatever. But I, I just like watching uh, Tina Fey get to kind of play, like, you know, uh, not somebody who's just got their life together yeah not the straight
1: laced
2: blurry...
0: straight laced career gal who's yeah. just you know on top of everything on top of everything like she's kind of a fuck up with you know she had a kid when she was young and she does like nails or whatever you know she you know she she in her her whole like focus in life is just to get that one big party back yep because her parents are selling their home and it's uh it's uh, Brolin, it's, uh, what's his name? Not Josh Brolin, but... Uh, James. James Brolin, and was it Sissy Spacek? Sissy Spacek? Who was the mom? Oh. She was also like a famous actress for the time. I hadn't seen her in a while. But anyway, so like, yeah, they're selling their home. And this the whole movie is, let's get, here, here's the pitch for the movie. We're going to get Tina Fey and Amy Poehler to do a house party movie as 40-somethings. And we're going to have a whole bunch of SNL characters show by yeah. or stop by or maybe not necessarily SNL characters, but funny people of their time. So here's the people in in S the former SNL cast members. You got Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Bobby Moynihan and Rachel Dratch. So you got five SNL cast members in the movie. Kate McKinnon was also Kate McKinnon. I really enjoyed Samantha B. She was really funny in the movie. Chris Parnell. I don't remember. Was Chris Parnell in it? Apparently. Okay, we'll add another then. Um, but and I think we mentioned this, we glossed over and talking about John Cena, but I, it's my favorite John Cena role, I think, because he plays like the guy who shows up to buy drugs from. Yes. And he's just like got all the crazy tattoos all over his neck. But he just has these like punchy like little comebacks. And he and, he and Tina Fey like have this real good chemistry with one another. Um, and you just wouldn't expect that to happen. Um, I I like Bobby Moynihan's, like... it just goes nuts. Painfully awkward, yeah. (laughs) He's the guy that you, like, invite begrudgingly, like, ah, we got to invite this guy, right? He's going to... You know he's going to show up and be retarded and stupid, and, you know, we got to have him. Um, Maya Rudolph. I enjoy Maya Rudolph in just about everything. I, I like that she's sort of the... The you know linchpin leader of her group of friends that are uh, you know were rivals I guess to the sisters yes Tina 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 uh, Faye and Amy are sisters from the name of the movie yeah you know? so they're like the kind of rivals and you know that she's just a stick in the mud kind of pain in the ass yes. like preppy type and their their whole thing is like staying at home like drinking wine and they just wanted to get invited to the party too they just want to come to the party man yeah um the I, I liked the there was like a really like it's a silly movie but I, I really enjoyed the whole subplot of the daughter like trying to help uh tina faye's character get her life together yes you know and that whole like subplot of you know f- her lying that she had a job and she, you know tina or amy Puller's character is sort of harboring her in her life and you know not not knowing that she, that's where she's staying and she, they just, she just wants to get her back and uh you know but then she kind of fucks it up in the end still you know it's just like it's not a movie that you would just expect to like the outcomes that are not what you expect yeah now i think if i remember it has a bit of a happy ending anyway they're, yeah there's still there's still kind of a happy ending to it. it but but not a not a hollywood happy ending no, like the happy ending is like she gets a job at the nail salon and, it doesn't tie everything up into a nice little bow. right, and right. Just ha-
1: but it has a good ending to the it.
0: the house gets destroyed you know yes. they have their big fun party uh and you know it's just a fun good time and it it gets played a lot on cable and i just
1: find myself stopping and watching it it's a fun movie it's just a genuinely fun movie with a lot of really funny people in it
0: rachel Dratch is pretty hilarious in it like she's just you know like what's keeping her from killing herself you know like she's (laughs) such a sad sack (laughs) debbie downer yeah she's debbie downer in this movie is really what she is uh but every, you know and it's a kind of movie as like somebody who is in their early 40s you know like i i want to have that good time like that i'm ripe. i'm the ripe age for the audience that they're speaking to here you know because like my high school years are way past you know and that's just the whole point of the movie is like we were cool once right once like i love the scene where they had like their bedroom and they walk in and there's just like it's like a time capsule yep. still like the parents kept it the way they were exactly i was when they were in high school yeah so oh jesus Sorry about that. It was the Lord. It was the Lord once again. I would have preferred Baby Mama. <laughs> you picked the wrong Amy Poehler Tina Fey movie. But that would have been a great choice. Yes. Uh, because, you know, Amy <coughs> Poehler oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm his dad. <laughs> Let me readjust my microphone here. This is pathetic. Um, was it, um, was it, oh gosh, well, who played her boyfriend, her loser boyfriend? It was uh, uh, Dax, Shepherd, Dax right? Shepard, right? Dax Shepard in Baby Mama. Yeah, he was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> the faux pre- pregnancy. Yeah, the faux pregnancy. She ends up getting really pregnant.
2: I got some ibuprofen, aspirin. I got Flintstone gummies if you want. You seem good at your job. We don't We don't need any of that. No. We, no. We're just gonna take some low-level, late 80s dirt pot. You know, the kind with seeds in it
0: that you yeah. separate on a frisbee. Something you smoke at like a Bangles concert.
1: All right, what's your final pick? final pick.
0: It's the final pick
2: now.
1: Ooh, I like the way you did that there. Thank you. It was fun. Um, let's see here. Um, there's I, I still have a number on here that I really could go to. We've we've talked about a good number of them. Yeah. Um, okay, and, so and they got their little shout-outs, kind of. I have a number. I'll still, at the end, I'll give a couple shout-outs to ones I didn't mention. Fair enough. Um, but uh, I think... I think the the one I, I I got I got a toss up here and this is really this is really tough on me. Got to um, make a choice.
0: Got to make a stand.
1: Um I'm going to go I'm going to go Christmas vacation. Go on Christmas vacation.
0: Now, okay, so what yes, so Randy Quaid was an SNL cast member technically,
1: wasn't he? He was. <laughs> So Chevy Chase. He did a good Nixon. And
0: uh, Michael? No, 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 (laughs) no. It wasn't Michael Anthony Hall. I'm trying to guess who the third person was because you said that everyone had at least three. Yep. Was Brian Doyle Murray? He was. He was his boss. Okay. Oh, that's right. He was the guy that gets like gives him the jelly. Get me somebody. Get me somebody while I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mister, if I were you, if (laughs) it was like the cop line where he wasn't to beat him with the rubber hose, I'd take a rubber hose. I was like, what is I wanna know what he's what what he would have done. Beat I would like him. to know. Yeah. He would have beat him with a rubber hose. He would have continued beating him with a rubber hose. <clears throat> Man, Christmas vacation for I, I always go back, like, what's my favorite Christmas or what's my favorite vacation movie? And it's so damn hard because the first three are so
1: good. They're just so good and they're so different. The there's I mean you have the original vacation, which was also on my list. Um you, you have you have that. And it was just it was one of one of the first National Lampoon movies. Um, yeah. And even I mean, it, that was on my list as well because it had uh, Chevy Chase, had Anthony Michael Hall, who was a cast member. Yeah, and, that's where I was going with yeah. that, I guess. Um, and but then I mean, you have John Candy, and uh, I mean, there's just, I mean, it, was, it established the Griswolds as a family, and yeah. it was just it tracked so well because it was like. You know anybody who's had just a crazy family vacation fraught with disaster, which I think just about everybody has to some degree. You could totally relate to the the to the Griswolds. You know, yeah. he wanted to take his family on his cross country trip. You know, you got the goofy dad who wants to see the big ball of twine and wants to go here and there, and the kids are just like, oh, "Dad, this is so lame."
0: You know. Let's save a conversation if we could on vacation because I have I would like to do a future topic on like greatest franchises. And I think the vacation movies could be a very worthy contender to, to make a list. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, but but I mean, speaking of a Christmas vacation, it's I think it might be my favorite Christmas movie.
1: It's it's one like there's there's a number of Christmas movies that are pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, but in, I mean, Christmas vacation has always felt like the one that's just so accessible because again, it's that it's that every man Christmas. Like, okay, we just want to have the perfect family Christmas. Yeah. And in doing that, everything goes wrong.
0: It's like your everyday situations that can be related to, but blown up to 11 because yeah. it's, it's, it's Clark. You know? yep. He's got to do everything over the top. And <laughs> Beth, I love the, the cast of characters like you get to see his family, you yep. know, and you get to see his in-laws. And it's great because, you know, Beverly D'Angelo, who plays his wife, who is awesome. I love Beverly D'Angelo. I you know I would very much like to look back into her past and see like what you know her you know her catalog of movies or that, was she an actor of an, I don't what's her history I feel like it was a dramatic she must have been like a dramatic type seems act, like she could be yeah who just happened to play well off Chevy Chase but that that's his all time best co star I think and yeah. anything you know like Chevy Chase like he and Beverly D'Angelo just they, I, f- I would have sworn they were married in real life yeah
1: they would they, uh, they were very convincing in that fashion yes they were very and convincing I think that's what couple.
0: really made it work um but yeah so like let's see the kids were uh uh who was the kid from uh you know the, the current well not current anymore because it ran but, but russ who plays oh um uh, the, the kid he was in roseanne and like yeah, you know a, also what, what big bang, theory. Big bang um, theory yeah i can't think of his name oh i'll come up with it um but yeah but as Audrey was played by.
1: Uh, <laughs> Fuck, I just had a name and I lost son it. Son of <laughs> a
2: bitch. Uh,
0: she was like a, she was big in the late 80s. And early 90s. In early 90s. I'm leaving in the awkwardness where I'm looking. Up. <laughs> Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis. The uh, other sister. I love, too, that, like, in every vacation movie, the sisters and the, the siblings are... change them up. Yeah, the, the kids are always different. That's so weird. Because it
1: wasn't supposed to be that way after... Cause it, it was it, supposed well, to be, no, it couldn't have been, right? It was supposed to be the same kids in a European vacation, but Anthony Michael Hall couldn't make it because he was starting to blow up. Yeah. Um, and so they just... That was their gag, was like, okay, we're going to have Rusty and... Um, Johnny Galecki, by the yeah, way, yeah, is the Galecki. kid we're trying to think of who was Rusty. Um, who was the worst Rusty,
0: I think? Uh oh. I love the European vacation rusty. He's my favorite. Well, I mean Anthony Michael Hall is also a great Rusty. And Ethan Embry played him in Vegas Vacation. Okay, I take it back. He's the worst. Um just just because that's the worst vacation. That's maybe. the worst
1: vacation. Yeah. Um Ethan Embry's a very capable actor, but he's it's, fine. Uh, it was just it was not He's not my Russ. Not my Russ. Hashtag it right now. Hashtag not my Russ.
0: <laughs> Johnny Golucki's my Russ. You like Johnny Galecki? I gotta go Johnny Galecki. I like him when i say he's it's like you know like the third best chicago bulls team you know yeah. like there's it's still great but it's still just not franchise. the best yeah you know? uh diane ladd is uh plays uh clark's mom, mom yeah doris roberts from everybody loves raymond and played Hans. like the perfect the perfect she made a career playing annoying mother in laws. Yes. it seems like after this movie um let's see e.g marshall who played oh, played yeah uh, that was uh, Beverly D'Angelo's dad, yeah. And then John Randolph, who's just so charming yeah. as, as Griswold Clark you know, like Will Griswold
1: Senior. Senior,
0: yeah, love him. Uh, Randy Quaid, talk about Randy Quaid, who's just so amazing and as as uh, cousin, cousin Eddie. Eddie. Uh, the shitter's if full. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I <laughs> right now. <to> be. <laughs> he had the best lines. You know, you know what I love so much is like the part where you know. Uh Eddie's talking to Clark and it's more or less like I don't have the money to buy Christmas presents for my kids and then Clark volunteers to buy presents or like to help him out. They're walking but, through Walmart. But yeah, they're walking through Walmart and as they're having the conversation, he's putting like hundreds of dollars worth of dog, dog food, food on his cart. <laughs> I was
1: like, I like cuz Clark puts the he puts light bulbs down and then he smashes
2: them. With oh. Like three bags of dog food.
1: I love that scene. It's so great. If only we had all that money back that we gave to that TV preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clark's like, there's, well, there's so many telling aspects of that walk, that Walmart and walk. And then, and then Clark's like, Well, what about the kids? I'm like, I use kids to fence themselves. I don't, I don't, I, don't care. Okay. I don't know. Your kids, Eddie. Your kids. And then he has the list of Christmas presents albums Uh, starting with Oh
0: yeah, it just drops down. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That is a great scene. Everybody talks about the shitters full being the best scene, but I love that scene because there's so many layers to it.
1: It's a good quality (laughs) item, Clark. Mind if I fumigate this here, chair? it's a good quality (laughs) item. Uh, And those little kids are so adorable. Yes.
2: Like, oh my God,
1: her eyes aren't crossed anymore. She falls on a well, eyes go crossed, gets kicked by a mule, eyes go back. I don't know. <laughs> you might want to take a rain check on that kiss there, Art. It's had a bit of a lip fungus that we haven't <laughs> identified. Ugh. Wasn't the little boy the kid from uh, Adam's Family? Was uh, he one of the he kids? M- he, I don't know. He I might know. have been. I, one of the things that never made any sense to me, because um, Ellen and um, uh, Catherine are cousins. They're cousins, yeah. And so uh, E.G. Marshall, who plays uh, Clark's father-in-law, always just so he's like he's getting after him for everything yeah. he's he's a very successful he's a pain in the ass to clark yeah. and he's clark is a very successful family yes. man who supports yes. his family yes. they're living well everything's fine he's taking plenty of good care of his daughter all these things and the the whole time like every interaction uh e.g marshall is he's like you know oh Ed don't be so hey don't be so modest we got plenty of room come is yeah. like he's so it's like this guy is the screw up. Yeah. Why are you so nice to and Eddie? him?
0: Like busting balls for being with his daughter. And you're like, what is the? Uh, or not, well, not his daughter, his niece. but his niece, yeah.
1: But it was one of those, like, that was just what was always, I was like, this is He just, was sympathetic with Eddie or you're something. sympathetic yeah. to Eddie, but you're hard on Clark. It's like, okay, whatever. This doesn't make any sense. This makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah.
0: Oh, Jesus, you know, like there's 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 one here that I was all set to because you, you named off a couple of mine. You named off Tommy boy and you named off uh, dirty work. And so that leaves. I only have two picks left to even choose from. So okay. I'm going to have to flip a coin and go with one or the other. Okay. Now, if, if the coin lands on heads and I pick one, people are going to be happy and, and they're satisfied. If it lands tails, people are going to they're just going to like never listen to us again. And for some reason that entertains me. So I'm going to go with that's my boy from Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg, Will Forte, Rachel Dratch, Anna Guy Steyer, and Colin Quinn. All of them are in that. I think I'd mentioned that that's my boy was one of my favorite guilty pleasure it's a movies. Great movie. I enjoy the hell out of it. Once again, I'll defer to the, you know, talking about it from that episode so that we can keep this under three hours. But um, I chose it over Blues Brothers. <laughs> Blues
1: Brothers was on my list.
0: (laughs) You never gave me nothing. I gave you a snake. Yeah, and then it died after it ate all your quaaludes.
2: That was the only time anybody's ever seen a King cobra laugh. And I take pride in that. So fuck you.
0: Wouldn't it be great if I said Blues Brothers 2000? Ooh. But you know, uh, John Goodman was never an actual cast member, so I couldn't do it with just the one guy.
1: Just I, I would have given you. Well, I think Blues Brother, because I looked up on on Wikipedia to see what movies were technically Saturday Night Live movies, yeah. uh, and I think Blues Brother 2000 was still technically a, a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, because
0: it's so uh, it's canon. I suppose yeah, to the f- first movie. I mean, you know, Blues Brother is great and everything with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, but it it. You know, it's gotten deservedly so many accolades from other lists.
1: It's it's one of those classics that everybody likes, but I don't think a lot of people watch all that regularly. I think people just really love the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Oh, it's one of the best
0: soundtrack. Like if we ever do a soundtracks episode, Blues Brothers should be on there. Um, and you know, it is like the best. It's the quintessential John Belushi role, other than in From Animal House. I guess Pluto yeah. would be maybe his number one but you know everybody the blues brothers it's great it's funny and one of the greatest car chase scenes of all time where they go through the mall yep all that,
2: those that's fantastic. one of my favorite
0: like if you were to do like best car chase yep. scenes like french connection might be in there blues brothers is going to be in there absolutely um uh, and it was like the movie i think that got john landis's career like kickstarted. started yep. like he 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 had like a run of movies in the 80s it was just unbelievable um i'll, I'll go ahead and say my final uh honorable mention okay if you don't mind Go uh, for it. Coneheads. That that was uh, one of my honorable mentions. And I think I've listed everything else that I uh,
1: was going to mention. What, what's uh, let's w- see here uh, ones ones that we didn't mention at all that had made my list. Um, let's see here the the other one I was wrestling with that I, I it was between this and Christmas Vacation was Billy Madison. Billy Madison was on. Yeah, it's oh. got
0: Norm Macdonald <coughs> and Adam Sandler and, and uh, Chris
1: Farley. Bus driver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that would have qualified um, for sure. And uh, let's see, um, Vacation, we kind of talked about um, Trading Places. Um, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And then uh, Al Franken was in the cast as well. What? He was? He was, was in... he one of the traders or something? In uh, in Trading Places, he was uh, one of the guys, when they're on the, the, the train at the end, and there's the two guys that are loading up the monkey. Oh, God, um, it had John Belushi in it, too. That, <laughs> that would have been technically a cast member as well. So Yeah, so that... Um, Not John Belushi, James Belushi. Yeah. The brother. Um, so... Uh, then I had uh, Anchorman, which technically fit uh, my qualifications. Uh, Jay and Salabob Strike Back. Ooh, okay, hang what on. We'll, we'll say Will Farrell is in it.
0: Uh, Can aboard. you name the other two? Can I name the other two? Okay, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. So I love that movie.
1: Ah, like, One of them was a weed dealer in Los Angeles. Tracy Morgan. Yep. yep. And, and the other was the director of Blunt Man and Chronic. Chris Rock. Yep. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a little fun game we played. Yep. we got to incorporate games in our in yes. our, our podcast somehow.
1: Because I like quizzing each other. That's yes. fun. Um, then Mean Girls. That would have been Miami. Uh, Amy, My microphone um, is just like going nuts. And then Step Brothers technically would qualify because it has Will Ferrell. Um, Rob Riggle Rob Riggle was a Riggle cast, Riggle member, was a cast your, member and Horatio Sands he was in the cover ba- the Billy Joel cover band <laughs> <laughs> play Uptown Girl <laughs> we'll do you strict, Strictly
0: 80s Billy Joel <laughs> okay um, that's fun that was, yeah. that was a really fun episode I enjoyed that quite a bit uh, here's another bit of trivia for you I'm gonna All hit right. you with one, another you hit me We I'll hit you with one it's the one two punch ready set go what what movie holds the record for the most SNL cast members?
1: I want to guess Coneheads. You're right. Okay.
0: 16. I Ready would... for them? Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Michael McKean, Chris Farley, Kevin Nealon, uh, J- Jane Hooks, J- Julia Sweeney, Garrett Morris, I don't know who that is, Tom Davis, again, don't know, uh, Peter Aykroyd, I don't know about that one either, Lorraine Newman, familiar, Tim Meadows, and John Lovitz. Uh, And then the number two runner-up with 15 was Grown Ups 2. Okay. Which is very easy. That's just primarily SNL people, you would think, right up front. And Shaq. And Shaq. Can't beat it. Well, that was our main event topic. The main event. We're going to move on to the return of the much-beloved by us. I don't know about you guys. Much-people-beloved. But it tickled me and Adam, so that's Mm -hmm. really all that matters. Uh, We're going to do our reveal of who played it better, where we select the movie. And, and then in Cinemaster's format, we will begin with that in the next episode. The episode dollars. 10. Episode 10, Double Digits. Double Digits is where we'll be headed. So I have a really good one for you. All right. Uh, I'm excited. Who, who should reveal first?
1: I want I, I want you to go first.
0: You want me to reveal to you? Yes. All right, so the movie that you're going to be casting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can put a drum roll
0: in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, the movie that you're going to be casting or recasting is... Uh, episode 2, Star Wars, The Clone Ooh. Wars. Ooh. <laughs> 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 so you, but here's the fun thing you get to recast Anakin. Yeah. Oh, that's going to You be get to recast Anakin, me. but you're also going to have to recast uh, Queen Amadala. You're going to have to, you, Padme, you're going to have Padme. to recast her. You're going to have to recast Ewan McGregor, who was I actually to a very good. Ewan McGregor and Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh. Uh, at least you won't have to recast Liam Neeson because he, of course, he, died, at he the end died of episode one. He's dead. And if you don't want to, ha- if you don't want to recast um, Palpatine, that's fine because that's understandable. Like he, ta- he's just been the challenge. Emperor like all the, the way through. Okay, take I'll the take challenge. challenge. Uh, so yeah, that that's gonna be make make it better, Adam. Uh, I can do that. I, I know you'll take this challenge very seriously to heart. And uh, there were a list of, like, real popular movies that I was considering, and then I was like, holy crap, what's the movie that we always bag on for being terrible in the Star Wars universe? Let you make it better. The Clone Wars. So I'll make it better. Now's your chance to make it better. All right, what's your movie for me? All right. <laughs> you gave me The Breakfast Club, which forced me, forced me to, like, open my eyes to hot, young Hollywood actors.
1: <laughs> I, 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 wanted, I almost wanted to do it again. Oh, but, you bastard. No. I didn't. I
0: didn't. Okay. Didn't. screw it my search history is already fucked <laughs> just whatever you want to do whatever make it little kids <laughs> I don't even care <laughs> little giants now i gotta no. do like a google search of hot hot young actors under 10 <laughs> or something <laughs> the sandlot <laughs> i make you
1: redo the sandlot fuck just you like <laughs> nine little boys
0: nine little boys no. god um,
1: i gotta look up nine little boys. what's my movie uh forrest gump oh man Jesus Christ! I, I was sitting there, I was like, you know, what you did the, the bachelor party. I was like, let's go full circle on Tom Hanks. <laughs> let's do the full circle with Hanks.
0: You know, I I looked at Forrest Gump as a possibility, and I said, nope, too mean. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said, nope, too mean. <laughs> you gave and it I to me. It. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's me.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Okay horse gum. okay let's do fine. it fine oh um so I, this has been the end of our episode i hope you guys enjoyed our new surroundings yes that we didn't even mention no. at the top of the show uh, where just we are in. We're just recording this episode on the uh, on the on, on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Yes. I think I haven't quite decided Ooh. what we're going to do yet.
1: <laughs> I think we've decided to be somewhere that's not the deck of an aircraft. Just so it's we're like we're on the deck of an aircraft. It's going to yeah. be in the inside of
0: James Gandolfini's colon. That's Ooh. where we're. <laughs> well, he's dead. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a downer. He's Jonathan Brandon. Oh, he's dead. Dog, son of a bitch. Robin Oh Oh. no, God no. At least we still have Bowie. You know, I was watching Ted 2 on cable the other day, and there's that really funny scene where they're like, hey, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, let's go like shout out sad suggestions to improv actors. (laughs) And they're like, okay, I need a place. 9-11. Okay, no, I I need a okay, I need a person. Robin Williams. (laughs) You people are monsters. <laughs> I love that scene. That's pretty good. That was great. Uh, you know, Ted 2 is like under, like, the, Ted was funny and I loved it and it was successful. But I was I was
1: disappointed in America, quite frankly. I was disappointed in all of you for not supporting Ted 2 because it was really funny. Ted and Ted 2, I think, in a very similar fashion, reminds me of Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Ted had kind of a point, kind yes. of a plot. Ted yes. 2 is just like, let's do some fun stuff. Let's, yeah. let's joke around with it. We,
0: we don't really have anything to say, so let's just have fun. Yeah. And it's, you know. Liam Neeson
1: was fantastic. Oh, that was the God. best scene in the entire movie. The lucky charms.
0: You do understand that I, myself, am not a child.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that's apparent. <laughs> so if I buy this, I won't be followed? No, no, we don't uh, don't have those kind of resources. No, no, you're fine. I won't forget what you've done for me today. Uh, <laughs> you look handsome, five. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that you would.
0: <laughs> great, 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 great. If Liam Neeson, and well, he was in A uh, Million Ways to Die in the West, too. Yes, so he was. He,
1: he was funny in that as well.
0: Liam Neeson should be in more
1: comedies. And, Irish cowboy, as you see so often in the old west. That old thing again. That old chestnut.
0: And should we announce the uh, hiring of our, our new engineer? Yes. So you know him, you love him. He's been our our number one fan for a faithful uh, f- follower. Faithful follower, Mitch. We uh, we brought him on yes, as engineer. Mitch. So Mitch, he's going to be.
1: Did you want to say anything, Mitch?
0: No. Mitch, you're, you 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 have to put your pants back on, Mitch. Yeah,
1: Mitch. This, this is a professional atmosphere.
0: You're not a homeless person anymore. Yeah.
1: This is not okay. Okay. That's, no. You, that, you should have a doctor look at that. I don't... I'm very uncomfortable Mitch, right stop,
0: now. Mitch, stop stop eating crackers. I'm very uncomfortable. You're getting crackers everywhere. Crumbs everywhere. Jesus Christ, Mitch. Okay, we may end up regretting this, yeah, but we wanted to give choice. Mitch a, a steady job yeah. and a paycheck because that whole driving thing was... He lives after, in his car. He made it up. His he feet, showed up at my house. It, it scared the hell out of my wife and kids. His honestly. feet bleed. His feet do bleed, and he doesn't even walk on them all that often. <laughs> they just bleed like stigmata, but out of his many toes. Many times, a night just
1: staring at me. <laughs> hey, uncomfortably, uh, yeah. and yet endearing at the same time. Want to see
0: me write in calligraphy? Yes, yes, I do. Actually, oddly enough, I kind of like that. So, so stay tuned for Mitch's new channel. Mitch writing in calligraphy. He's here, not Mitch, driving around. Say hi, Mitch. Oh, you, you don't want to talk, you can't hear much. He does, he's not mic'd. Nope. We can't afford a third mic. Nope. And honestly, quite frankly, we don't want you to know the shit that comes out of his head and what yeah. comes, the things that go Terrifying. through his
1: brain are crazy. The internet is not prepared for it. Crazy thoughts, it's the like internet. Creed. <laughs> the internet is not prepared for it.
0: What's the bit from uh, Office? It's like, this is. the Word doc. It's just the Word doc with the link that goes. To... <laughs> I've read some of it. Still pretty shocking, even for the internet. Even for the internet. So for Mitch, Adam, and myself, I hope you all enjoyed watching the show. We'll be back with episode number 10, and I get to cast fucking Forrest.